Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah. How are you? I'm good, buddy. You? I'm also good. I'm annoyed that you had an entirely new Zoom and didn't think to tell me, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Zoom updated on my Mac. I didn't know the room. Oh, okay. No, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, so I'll let I'm, that sit, I'm sitting here. I'm like, maybe he's having a, a good time right now and he can't make it. Full time. I was like, what the hell is he doing? What is he doing? <laughs> I, I, I had everything timed out perfectly. I ate my dinner. I took my shit. Same here. I, I had everything set up like earlier. Same here. I got on. I was like, yes, going to nail it tonight. <laughs> you're not coming on i was like fuck i'm here first today oh well okay yeah. well here's some news you. here's some news i have a dentist now congratulations thank you thank you last name is not crentist which is disappointing but i'll take it crentist the dentist nice. probably why he became a dentist <laughs> probably <laughs> how could you know um, a name like that I mean, you you kind of have to. You kind of have to, right? You know, like if your last name is Killer, mm-hmm. you're probably, you should be one. Probably. Speaking I'm... of Killer, speaking of Killer, cancer is a killer. Cancer is a killer. Took down Norm MacDonald. What, what a perfect, like, Norm MacDonald way to go out. Fights it for nine years, doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> and, and not only that, made several jokes about cancer yeah you know like uh what is it it's i'm gonna butcher it but it's something along the lines of uh you know like they say he was fighting cancer and and he lost the battle he's like we didn't lose it's more of a draw because cancer doesn't win (laughs) you know it's like yeah yeah all right so oh man yeah all day i've been watching norm mcdonald videos I have not actually. I have not been watching any Norm Macdonald videos. I've not been watching any like reaction videos because that's one where they've been doing reaction videos to his death. And I'm like, no, I'm not no, watching any of No, that that's stupid. I've been watching a lot of uh, Conan O'Brien's interviews. I didn't realize he had like a billion of them with Norm Macdonald. Oh man, I was just those watching are one where so good. I'm watching one from '95 where he's talking about how Pulp Fiction's his favorite movie. And, and like he's watched it a hundred times and he, he went to rent it the other night on the cable network and instead of Pulp Fiction they gave him <laughs> what the fuck was it? It was a porno. Of course, of course uh, it was, yeah. It was something friction. <laughs> <laughs> I love the one pump where... friction, that's what, pump friction. <laughs> I was going to say, it's got to be pump friction. Yeah. I love the one where he's on with Conan and it's uh, what's her name? I want to say Courtney Thorne Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch that one today, too. And she's talking about how she's in the movie with Carrot Top. And, yep. and Norm is just fucking losing it with Carrot Top. Losing and it. And then uh, they say, like, what's the name of the movie? And it's like Chairman of the Board. And Conan goes, yeah, do something with that, you freak. And he goes, yeah, the board is spelled B-O-A-R or B-O-R-E-D. And everyone loses it. It's the funniest fucking shit ever. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, like I always knew he was hilarious. Like I was a huge fan of him from SNL yeah. and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, like he just kind of stopped. Like I didn't watch the cable sports show that he did. 
But no. then I watched one of the roasts, and when he was on and he did like the cleanest roast ever for Bob Saget, I was like, or I th- was it Bob Saget? I think it was Bob Saget. And it was like everyone else is like filthy and dirty and perverted. And he just comes out and he's like, <laughs> he's just doing like weird, like 1950s jokes where he's just like, <laughs> you know, like he's got the, the eye of an eagle and the hearing of a hawk. And that Bob Saget is for the birds. <laughs> it's just <laughs> the cheesiest jokes ever. And it was it was priceless. And then after that, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. He's still alive. So let's let's consume everything." And thankfully, yeah. because of YouTube, you can. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that was shitty news. Uh, yeah, it's shitty news. It's shitty news. But uh, you know what? He would want us to laugh with him mm-hmm. and at him. So I'm going to continue doing so. Hell yeah. But we we didn't come here to talk about that. No. We no. actually came to talk about a campcast that is uh, 15 years in the making. <laughs> Even before we had a campcast, we were like, we got to do it. It will this. happen. We have to do this. But, like, straight up as a campcast, this is a year and a half in the making because. We always wanted to do these before the new movie, and that just kept getting pushed back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That was just one of those, like, thank you, COVID, because yeah. you know, we've been wanting to do this one for so long. I mean, fuck, May 2020, I was primed. I was all set. I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. And then it got yeah. pushed, and I was like, okay, well, fine. You know, it got pushed. You know, COVID, whatever. I'll watch it by the end of the year. No. No. A whole year later, and you're finally getting it. (laughs) Yeah, finally getting it. And uh, I'll tell you right now, we're so close. It's what, the 8th of October comes out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Venom's October 1st. Yeah, and then No Time to Kill. Or No Time to Die. No Time to Die, yeah. This will be the first time in a while where I've done back-to-back Fridays in the theater. Because there's no way I'm not seeing Venom in the theater. Oh, I'm watching Venom. Venom 2, I don't, I don't Venom know 2 is go, definitely. I don't know if I'll go opening night, but I'm 100% watching Venom in the theater. Especially with the reviews it's getting from, from audience. I haven't, I haven't looked at any reviews. I just heard that one blurb about the uh, the end credit scene is going to like yeah. knock your socks off. And I'm like, okay, fine. Cool, cool. cool. Um, I, I, the odds are pretty good with opening night, though. I don't see why not. I mean... Yeah. I'm looking at it like, yeah, even Michelle's down for Venom 2. Oh, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. You were half listening. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, She hasn't even seen the first one and apparently doesn't want to. Whatever. This one's got a whole bunch of Woody. I think it's Woody Harrelson. I don't think anyone's ever actually just called him Woody. The Woody. Get it out of your system. Woody? Woodrow. Woodorama. Woodamama? The woodest Woody whoever Woody. There, I finished it for you. Okay, all right. So all right. The uh, campcast in particular is all four of Daniel Craig's James Bond movies leading up to the fifth and officially the final one. Yeah. Uh, no Time to Die. So that 
we have now, we'll have officially talked about all of them. And uh, that's one thing we can cross off our list. Uh, Also, um, I'm also going to tell Kenneth which Halloween movies that I have in mind for him to watch. And then uh, he's going to do the same for me. It'll happen. I'm really hoping you haven't seen these two. I, I, I went foreign for both of them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I know. I know. I, one of them, I'm almost certain you haven't. The other one, I'm like, the sad part is, is the, the one that I dug deep for is right in your wheelhouse. So I'm like, ah, fuck, he's probably seen it. Well, there's a good chance. Good chance. There is there is a very good chance. You got because backup options. You got backup it. options just in case. I have backup options just okay. in case, but unfortunately, okay. I didn't write them down. So that'll be TBD if you have seen any of them. Although, like I said, you might even have seen both of them. It's possible. It is possible. But I'm hoping it's not. <laughs> this is exciting. Having said all that. Having said all that. Yep. I mentioned 15 years ago. Let's go back to the year 2006 mm-hmm. when a young, fresh faced, a relatively fresh faced Daniel Craig was cast as James Bond and people lost their fucking minds. <laughs> they, they lost their shit. How could a blonde short guy be James Bond? Like, this is ridiculous. Mm hmm. James Blonde, I said that to Michelle, we were watching Casino Royale, and I was like, that was their big thing. Like, oh, James Blonde? Oh, that was their clever, like, dig into him. And I'm not always the most cleverest guy in the room, but that is lame. That is incredibly lame. Yeah. So, like I said, Casino Royale, 2006, directed by Martin Campbell, who also dressed, directed Goldeneye. So yeah. Already we're in very safe hands. He's handled to transition from, uh, shit, what's his name? Pierce Brosnan. Nope. Uh, Timothy Dalton into Pierce Brosnan. Oh, so Dalton. Pierce right. Brosnan into the modern age yep. and introduced Judy Dench as M. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time we got to see her in that movie, or as M. Uh, he also directed, I don't know if you, actually, I know you've seen this. I'm not even going to be a jokester about this. Mask of Zorro. Yep. And Green Lantern. But, uh, you know, no, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. I I really got to rewatch that. That's going on in the Camcast for 2022. We're doing Green Lantern. Yeah, okay. We'll rewatch right. Green Lantern. But I'll tell you right now, I've rewatched it a couple of times since. Yep. No. That no. No, in fact, that might be the camcast that unless unless you're particularly generous, that might be the only camcast that I really have a hard time saying anything positive about, aside from the cast. But I mean, like they're all great. It's you can only be so good in a movie that is not. Yeah. And it doesn't really do much for any of the characters, unfortunately. It was too overstuffed. I remember that. It had too much going on. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got a compliment right off the top of my head. I got a compliment. Uh, Mark Strong was perfect casting for a Sinestro. Right, and it's perfect. And it's a shame that the movie did so poorly, both critically and financially. Because I mean, if they didn't bomb, 
if it made a billion, like even double its budget, we would have had more Green Lantern movies, whether they were good or not. Simple yeah. as that. It's just, that's how it works. They put money into it. People bought it. Okay, fine. And I can't knock them because just because I didn't like it doesn't mean nobody should like it, right? Right. But unfortunately, because that movie was so, so horribly, horribly thrashed that we won't ever get to see Mark Strong as Sinestro again. It's a bummer. It's a huge bummer because like, you could just make them up from here to here and that's it. Yeah. You could put like, you know, body armor underneath his costume. He doesn't have to work out, you know. I, you know what? I'm, I'm never going to say never anymore though because with the whole... Actually, yeah, you're right. The whole Flash thing and we're, we're going to see Keaton again. I was just going to say, if you got Michael Keaton back as Batman for however long it's yeah. going to be, we don't know for how yeah. long. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Never say never. Never say which never. This is a good thing to look at it. So anyway, never say never. Um, is it never say never a Bond movie? Maybe. Sounds like a Bond title. It I'm probably saying. is. Okay. Okay. All right. Look. Titan. Well, hello there, buddy. Were you watching James Bond too? Yeah, he was watching. He was watching all of them with us. Nice. All four. That's how it works. A lot of times it's just like, hey, buddy, are we watching wrestling time? Are we watching Jason Bourne tonight? Are we watching Spider-Man? What about Daredevil? He's watched a lot of Daredevil with me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so getting back into it. Uh, yeah. This was written by names that you're going to be repeated throughout all four of them. Okay? And this Bill is Purvis. Casino Royale. Yeah. I don't think we've even it's- seen Casino Royale, have we? I might have been the movie yet. Casino Royale. Just for the sake of argument, we're talking about Casino Royale. There it okay? is. So there it is. If there's any issues about this, it's Casino Royale. Okay, are yeah. we good, Ken? Right there. We're good? Woody. I'm good now. Okay. Yeah, you did have to get the last one in there. Yeah, I had one. to get it in. Okay. okay. So it's written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and Paul Haggs. Haggis, sorry. <laughs> now, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade have written every Daniel Craig movie or at least partly written, had some sort of hand in writing yep. every single Daniel Craig movie, okay? Okay, starring Daniel Craig wow. as James Bond. Shocker. Uh, we've got Eva Green as Vesper Lynn, and... Uh, A beautiful woman with an unfortunate name. No, I was talking about Mads Mikkelsen. He's next on the list. Oh, Who's yeah. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Oh, <laughs> ah, I'm just kidding. Is Eva Green? <laughs> Eva Green. There's nothing wrong with her name, Vesper Lind. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Vesper. I think it's better than Strawberry Fields. <laughs> That's such an old school Bond name. And it's not even a good one. Not that like I went through the list with Michelle with a couple of them, and some of them are all right, but most of them are pretty pretty bad. Pretty bad. Strawberry Fields is like. It's just, it's one of those like cheeky little ha ha ha. It's a Bond name, Bond yeah. girl name, but you're like, it's not a really good one. It's anyway, uh, I mentioned Mad Mickelson. We've got Judy Dench as M reprising her role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's played M the most actually now that uh, after we're, because it's all four. So she did seven. Yep. She might have done the most. 
anyway, uh, we got Giancarlo Giannini as Renee Mathis. Mm-hmm. Jesper Christensen is Mr. White. Not even sure why he's on the cast list, but whatever. Tobias Menzies is Villar. Villars, sorry, he's M's assistant. Mm-hmm. It's on the cast list, ladies and gentlemen. Isaac DeBanzole is Stephen Obano, and he's the leader of the Lord's uh, Resistance Army, the African warlord who wants to take, uh, what's her name? Valenka's arm later on in the movie. Right. Simon Abkarian is Alex Dimitrios, the contractor for La Chifra. Ivana Milicevic, foreign name, is Valenka, the aforementioned Le Chiffre's girlfriend. Okay. Katarina Marino is Dimitrio's wife. It's unfortunate for her <laughs> for a number of reasons. Mostly, she's married to Dimitrio, so he's a piece of shit. Claudio Santamaria is Santa Carlos. Maria. He's Carlos, the second bomber. Mm. We've got Sebastian Pocan is Malacca. He is the parkour slash bomb maker that we see at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and he's credited as being one of the guys that came up with parkour itself. So wow. that's really cool. That's really cool. And finally, last but not least, but I guess in this case, we're saving the best for last because we've got Jeffrey Wright as Felix Later, the CIA, who help, CIA agent who helps Spawn, ends up becoming his friend. Yeah. Another spoiler. Um, also, if you guys are keeping track, he's the new Commissioner Gordon in the new yes. The Batman movie. And much like my my reaction to when they race swapped Perry White for Man of Steel, my reaction was, I'm okay with this. This is good casting. Jeffrey you know? Wright is friggin' amazing. He's such a he's the best part in Manchurian candidate. And it's not like Leif Schreiber is bad in that movie. Yeah. He's really good in that movie. Jeffrey Wright is just so much better. Jeffrey Wright's one of those guys where he could play Uncle Ben and Peter Parker could still be white, and I wouldn't even question it. Yep. I I would be like, okay, that's fine. Jeffrey I'm Wright. All right with it. Let's do it. I know the internet would explode if they did that though. Oh yeah. Jeffrey Black. I shouldn't. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uncle Black. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know Uncle Ben was a Negro. And then you have to be like, oh, anyway. Anyway. (laughs) The budget is 150 million. Box office was 616.5 million dollars. That's a huge payday, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big one. So, um, well, literally, this is one of my favorite movies, period. It's one of my favorite Bond movies. It's not my current, my favorite is Skyfall. I'm just going to tell you right now, right out of the gates, it is Skyfall. Ditto. Um, Casino Royale is a close second in terms of Bond movies. And I'm talking like all encompassing. I've watched almost all of the Bond movies, okay? But I have to say it is a generational thing. Because, um, like, I remember loving GoldenEye and the Pierce Brosnan movies, except for Die Another Day. I remember distinctly watching Die Another Day, and I was like, 
oh, like it starts off cool where they are, have Bond arrested. Yeah. And then he comes out and he's got like full beard and he's been in jail for quite an indeterminate amount of time. I was like, that's a great way to start Bond. And then after that, it's just. What did you in? Was it the laser from space? That melted the ice hotel? You know what? It, even like even everything leading up to that. You know, but like the ice palace was one that I was like, like already I was like, okay. And then you've got like the race swapped bad guy. Yeah. And that one, I was like, oh, we're really stretching it here. Like, you know, plus just like, it's all gadgets. It's all style over substance. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and it's very telling that if I remember correctly, that came out the same year as Jason or the Born Identity. Or the Born Identity came out shortly after that, and just flipped the spy thing on its genre. Because like this, Casino Royale is heavily influenced by uh, uh, the Born Identity and oh, Batman Begins. Big time. Those are the two big ones, uh, and they'll tell you. Like they'll literally sit there and say, "We never thought of a reboot until we saw Batman Begins," and then we were like, "Okay, all right." We knew it had to be gritty and more grounded, like the Born Identity, because that movie was a massive success. And like I said, flipped the spy genre. So yeah, okay, so you got those two. Um, but yeah, this is like one of my favorite Bond movies, but it's also just one of my favorite movies in general. I rewatched this movie quite a bit, yeah. okay? And for me, it still held up quite nicely. One of the things I got to say, though, and I was thinking about this when I was watching it, was I actually like how the story progresses logically. It starts off, you know, Bond kills the informants, right? But mm -hmm. he's hunting down this bomb guy. So he hunt down Malacca, that whole awesome chase sequence where he's chasing him through the uh, construction. And they're like, there's parkour moves. There's all these like jumping and running. And, and like Bond is showing that he's not a pretty guy. Like he's running through walls while Malacca is flipping and like going through upper parts that are really thin and stuff. And Bond is like brutal. But he's not dumb. Like, there's parts where, like, you know, Malacca's climbing up and instead Bond just flips a switch and now he's, like, catching up to him because he's, like, riding the, um, I don't want to say elevator, but lift. We'll call it a lift, right? Yep. So it's those things. And what I love is that they're showing you, okay, hey, this isn't the James Bond that you grew up with because this is him as he just became 007. It's like his first official 007 mission. So he's rough around the edges. But he's not stupid, you know, and you'd think, like, why would they hire a dumb, like, a dumb guy wouldn't get this far in MI6 yeah. or any agency, let alone their secret, like, double O program where now you've got a license to kill. And that's all they are. We keep calling James Bond a spy, but he's an assassin. That's really all he is. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of spy tropes in the movie, and that's fine. And he's helped define the spy genre, which I'm not going to knock either. But if we really want to mince words, he's a government assassin. Oh, 100%. And that's, and that's yeah. one of the things that they really lean into in these movies, too, where they little, they go say, hey, look. Like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh, what is it? I need a scalpel. You know? Mm -hmm. you're, a, you're a hammer and I need a scalpel. And it's like, oh, shit. But, like, so his taking down the bomb maker is now what causes... Lashifra to get another bomb maker to now bomb that plane 
again. Like this, that was the part of his plan just so that he can get a, what is it? A decent return on the investment to pay off the money that was invested by that. Um, oh, it's such a cool name. The Lord's resistance army. That's such yeah. a cool name. It's horrifying that they're using the Lord's name to uh, promote war, but regardless, yep. regardless. Um, so yeah. So like, I love how that is everything. All of it is just, Oh, you want to do this? Then bond does this. And bond doesn't really know who he's fighting. He's just fucking people over. And then, <laughs> you know, then they get to the, uh, you know, and like, and that's where the story progresses. That's one of the things that I, I, I think is awesome. It's one of those rare moments where you literally go, yeah, no, they, this isn't like 20 reshoots or whatever. It feels like they had a really good idea of what they wanted. They fleshed it out and mm-hmm. then said, okay, boom, let's do it. Yep. <clears throat> Are you, you don't have anything? I, was that a pause? Was that a pause for me to come in? It was a very pregnant pause, actually. It was a yes. pregnant pause. Yeah. I thought you maybe had a burp coming up or something, and you just you had a release. I'll, anyway, I'll keep talking. That's fine. Yeah, you know what? You know, to... Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa. You don't have to contribute. It's, okay, it's you know what? Good. You're talking about this being all like him on his first mission and shit. I do love about Casino Royale how inexperienced he seems at times. Yes. Like he's flying through, like I like and don't like the beginning um, because it seems like he has no care for innocent bystanders whatsoever. He's like just he doesn't through and, and kill him, whatever. But that's the thing. He doesn't though. And I, and I think that's probably one of the things that kind of twisted your thought process this time around is that, and I thought about this too, you're not supposed to like Bond. For the no, first and that's the thing. Of this movie. I, I was watching this again after watching four of them now. I'm going back now, and, I, and I'm like, I really don't like him. Like, I honestly hate him at this point, which is yeah. considering it was Daniel Craig and everyone was already like, oh, Daniel Craig. Right, right. right? So but... you don't get you don't get this like this James Bond that women want to be with and men want to be, you know, it's this like right, dirty right. fucking prick. <laughs> Exactly. And that's what I was, and I was thinking about that too. And I'm like, I bet you that's why he's like, because now you're at a point where you've watched it so many times that you look past the action because that action sequence in the beginning is so arresting. Right. And and back then when I saw that for the first time, that action sequence blew my mind. Like Like, it was (laughs) awesome because like it starts off black and white. Yeah. This really calm scene. And then all of a sudden you have the bathroom fight scene and you're like, whoa, okay. And this that's a hard hitting scene. Like that's. Yeah, exactly. Like right away you're like, okay, this isn't, uh, this isn't James Bond. This yeah. isn't the James Bond that I'm this familiar Pierce with. <laughs> you know, like, or like where you might see a chop or a punch. Yeah. That's it. This is like brutal, like hold your face down into the yeah. sink, try to drown you situation. Right. And then it cuts back to this calm, quiet scene with the section chief and they're just shooting the shit, (laughs) you know? And then right back to that. So you get that and you're like, okay, all right. But then we get hit with this chase scene. And again, now it's like full color, sun, like lit everything. And it's, like I said, it's this gritty chase sequence that you would have never seen in a Bond movie prior to this. No. So you don't think about all these things, 
I always get to the point where um, Dimitrios' wife, when he ends up sleeping with Dimitrios' wife, just literally just to get information on what Dimitrios is doing. Yep. And she's killed in like a horrible way. Like they found her in the hammock covered in sand and everything. And that's when like M is just like, like she didn't have to die. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when you start to see the first little bit of remorse in Bond. That's where he's starting to think of it in a different spectrum now. And I will say that the chemistry between Daniel Craig and Judy Dench is fantastic. It's such a like a mother and son type vibe going on. Exactly. And, exactly. And you get that with Pierce Brosnan. Like Pierce Brosnan, he, he was on like equal level. Yeah. Uh, just a heads up. My uh, father-in-law will probably be walking by here. So, okay. so you might have to edit that part. That, that looks like your wife. It is, but <laughs> you're, uh, you're on today. You're doing quite well. You are your father's son. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, but like I was saying, like I was saying, so even for me, and I, like I've said, I've watched this plenty of times. You're not supposed to like him. And he's supposed to be rough around the edges. But like I said, you get that slight bit of where he's just like, okay, fuck. Uh, you know, because she didn't have to die. No. No. You know. Like he never looked ahead. And then, again, that's his inexperience in this, right? And it's throughout the whole movie, too. It's later on when he gets easily poisoned. Like an experienced bomb would have been like, I'm not drinking that. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Uh, that one, I don't know so much. That one, I don't so much. But what it is, is I feel like, because he's super cocky the entire oh, movie. He's very like, he's, there's no way. Like, he broke into M's house. Yeah. And then broke into her computer. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. like, he's literally like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. There's no repercussions. <laughs> then she gets killed, and he's just like, you know, mm. I don't think he was like, oh, God. Uh, he was just yeah. like, oh, okay. There's, there's some repercussions, you know? Should have used protection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I so I understand watching it now and going like this guy is a prick, and you're you're right, he is. He's, yeah, he I, is. I, I was viewing Casino Royale and Quantum and Solus in very different, like like different views this time. Like it's crazy. I always watch Casino Royale and then I would watch Quantum and I would go, Casino Royale is so much better. But I still now, think so. Now I can watch Quantum and I can see all the good in it. Like it had a rough oh, yeah. because of the writer's strike and shit. But yeah. like there's a lot of good in that movie. Boy. And we'll get oh, to yeah. that. But I oh, mean yeah. Yeah. It, it was, so it was interesting to see that they're to me now, they're on very close equal grounds. Yeah, I would uh, I would have to agree. I would yeah. have to agree. Um so other than that, uh I just gotta say, like the cast, amazing. Yeah. Action was amazing. Yeah. And the reinvention of Bond was amazing. Because, like, and I'll, and another, this is because Quantum of Solace is right around the corner. Quantum of Solace had to happen to get us to Skyfall. Or yeah. at least to get us to a point where you could put those two movies anywhere in the series. Because mm-hmm. you can, like, Skyfall, they treat it like he's at the end of his, uh, the end of his career, right? Yes. So yeah. you could kind of bookend the entire movies, all of the movies with these three movies, right? Yeah. Um, but the reinvention of Bond, which I feel 
I know they tell you it's complete by the end of that movie because he does the line. He says, Bond, James Bond. It's not complete until the end of Quantum of Solace. No. And that that's the refreshing take of it, too, is that Quantum is like a direct right after sequel to Casino. Exactly. Like, even the, they say you it's never within get like that. six, you never get six that months to a year. Exactly. Yeah. They say six months to a year is yeah. when this movie picks up. And you can see Bond's character has gotten better. But again, not until the actual end of the movie does you get the sense that, okay, it's not just like God and country. He's not just some damaged guy that gets off and killing people. Mm-hmm. Now he's realizing he's got to do it a certain way to catch these guys properly and try to minimize as many innocent people dying as possible. Yeah. So um, without getting too long-winded about Casino Royale, that's pretty much it. I think it's one of the best Bond movies, and it's one of my favorite uh, Bond movies. Look at I don't really have much else to say. I haven't done this in a while, eh? No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Okay, I made a straight-up pro-con list for Casino Royale. I'm going to whip through them. You can jump okay. in whenever you like. Oh, I will, bro. Oh, I know you will. So we already touched on the fantastic action sequence, which is like clearly influenced by the Bourne movies, 100%. Um, yeah. Great editing during the fight sequences, like the hand-to-hand and everything, beautifully cut. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that's, that's, where that's one thing that bugs me in Quantum is that the fight sequences don't look good. I don't know who they lot, had in that. A but. lot of the sequences, just in yeah. general, is that straight up born ripoff where that's six million cuts for yeah. like 10 seconds of video and you're just like no stop <laughs> stop doing that like i know that you know they joke about it but like taken three was the worst for it when they had like 17 million cuts for him climbing over the fence yeah yeah maybe just don't show the scene <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just don't show the scene. Maybe just have him hit the fence. Scene cuts him on the opposite side of the fence. Yeah. Simple. I'm not going to assume he went through the fence. There's nothing exciting about climbing a fence. You don't need that. I don't need to see him do it from 14 yeah. different angles. Spliced. Oh my God. Anyway, so oh. um, I agree. The, well, the cinematography in this movie is, is fantastic. Oh, gorgeous all around. Gorgeous all around, and Quantum's isn't bad. Like the race or the 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 chase sequences are good. Um, a lot of the setups, like scenery wise, are beautiful. But when it comes yep. to that quick hand to hand stuff, Quantum just goes way too far with it. And maybe it's because they were basing that more on supremacy and ultimatum. Because oh, they had to casino would casino would have been based off of Doug Lyman's work, whereas now they're going exactly. green grass in the sequels, right? Exactly, and that's exactly what it is too. And you can tell in the fight scenes because like Lyman does cuts, yeah, but there's a lot of long shots in there too. Yes, you know, yeah. and the, a lot of the cuts make sense, whereas that uh, sometimes like that born ripoff style, you can tell a really bad one by how many cuts there are and how they don't make sense. Yeah. And that's what you're right with quantum of solace. There's a lot of that. Yeah. So, um, okay. Right off the bat, Judy Dench is amazing. She is the linchpin of the series. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. Great to see Daniel Craig come in and do his thing, but I'm telling you once Judy Dench leaves the series, you can feel the inspector. <laughs> Which I think is, uh, is intentional though. It is. It is because they're going more in a trend, uh, the traditional bond going forward kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, 
We'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get yeah, to we Spectre. Will. We oh. will. Uh, awesome chemistry as well between Daniel Craig and Eva Green. Like, they're fantastic, and especially when Mathis is playing third wheel to them. All that stuff with the three of them, back and forth. I love there, it. It's so good. It's so, it's it's, so um, good. I, I forgot to mention that it's one of the few movies that have an emphasis on a poker game. Yeah. That is actually exciting. Like a lot of times when I get to a poker game in a movie, I'm just like, uh, okay. But there's a lot, there's that dynamic with the, with Vesper and uh, Mathis, but there's also that awesome ma- uh, uh, chemistry between Le Chifre and Bond, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that worked out really well too. Like they're playing, they're playing each other. Like they're not playing cards, they're playing each other. And that's what they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I was going to say, I forgot to mention this, but uh, I loved how at one point when Bond goes, I need you to wear this dress because when you walk into the room, I want all eyes on you. They do that trick twice before he brings that up. Lashifra did it on the boat with his yeah. girlfriend who came out, uh, came out of the water and then what's his face? Um, oh, Demetrios did it with his wife when uh, Bond was first playing him and won the car. Right. I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. That's so funny. Like twice before. And then they go, well, we did it for this reason. And what did everyone do when both those women came on? We all You're stared watching. at You're watching. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, it worked. It worked quite well. Um, but yeah, chemistry is. In fact, nobody in this movie is doesn't have chemistry. No, chemistry is pretty good all around. Like yeah, pretty spot for the people that share uh, screen time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like another thing too is uh, the chemistry with uh, Craig and Mickelson had to be good because that final fight scene, so to speak, that the death trap uh, scene would not have been nearly as good is if they weren't so didn't work so well together. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna get into uh, some cons here and I'm sure you're gonna disagree with a lot, but it'll make good conversation. Okay. Uh, this time around, I felt the length in Casino Royale. I, it felt like a two and a half hour movie to me at times. Mm, not for me. I would have liked a tighter edit. Okay. That's, that's you know what that's I can't really argue that that is that is a pro that will come up during Quantum of Solace because I thought that was perfectly paced. It was an hour and forty five minutes. It wasn't two and a half like the rest of them, and I thought it was a great length. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. I, I I don't agree with like I never felt that Casino Royale Royale overstayed its welcome, but I can't argue with your feelings because it is subjective. Yeah, yeah. So, so. um. So your build up to that was terrible. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I've got a con, and I bet you're gonna have something to say about it. And like, I, I did, I agreed. So, yeah. okay. um, let's see here. Yeah, uh, one of my cons was how much I hated him. I know I'm not supposed to really like him, but to me, he felt very much like I, uh, Stephen Strange in the Doctor Strange movie. I really, I actually like him. don't think they intended for you not to like him. But when you reflect upon it, I feel like yeah, you're not supposed to. Like yeah. I think they were looking at it like you know what, like most people get uh get on with it because they, it's like ah, oh, it's James Bond, and mm-hmm. it's it's definitely different from any other Bond you've seen prior to. Oh, this. big time! I just look at it now and I go like, well, I don't 
it's like with the with Rick Sanchez. I look at it like maybe you're not supposed to like him in at this point. Yeah. You know, and that and so when you said that, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess you know it's not a complete con, but right away, like rewatching it this time, I was like, I, I got really like like Doctor Strange all over again. I hated fucking Doctor Strange. I was like, I have no reason oh. to root for this guy at all. I yeah, me too. Me you know? too. I was just like, oh, so, like, oh. all the worst things that I didn't like about Tony Stark that in certain movies they amplified yeah. and then they did this, but they made him more of a, an actual biting prick as opposed to just more of a sardonic wit. Yeah. And it was just like, like he, with Tony, even like at the beginning of, of Iron Man, you know, he was that douchey, bruisey celebrity, you know, uh, kind of a douche, but he was a likable douche. Like, he was a charismatic, likable douche. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, like, he's the kind of guy where you go, like, like if somebody goes, oh, I don't really like Tony Stark, the people that know him are like, uh, yeah, I can see why, but you just got to get to know him. Yeah. Whereas with Dr. Str or Stephen Strange, I was like, how did anybody? I see, yeah. Like, Tony Stark had redeemable qualities. Like, this guy. Rachel just... McAdams is a former girlfriend of his, and I'm just like, how would this even happen? Like, she's such a good person. How would she even, like, listen to him speak for longer than 30 seconds and go, yeah, you know what? That's the guy I want to marry. Yeah, yeah that's the right one. Right there. Right there. I can't think I, of anyone I, else in the entire city. Like, anyway. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, so I, I think the more I say that you're not supposed to like him, the more you go, okay, well, that, so I'm softening yeah. that dislike is what I'm doing. And, and I mean, like, it, it it didn't really make me feel too confident that Daniel Craig was a great choice as Bond. And it's not <clears throat> Daniel Craig, it's on the portrayal of Bond in this film. Where every movie on, like, I'm like, okay, this is close to the Bond. This is close. And then you get Skyfall, and you're like, this is fucking perfection. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then you get to Spectre, and then you go, I'm, I'm not quite Maybe sure. Maybe you should have retired on Skyfall. What you guys were doing here. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the That's last... gonna be my face. That's gonna be my face right here. What? Oh, anyway. What are you doing, man? Uh, yeah. The last two um, are are cast related, and again, I love both of these guys greatly. It's more on the character in the film. So, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, I love great chemistry with Daniel Craig throughout this. Um, but I just found, I found Le Chiffre to be like a very bland one note type of Bond villain. Like I, mm. I enjoy. You are wrong. I, I enjoy. The that's villain. right. That's a direct quote from the movie. Yeah. That's a great quote. You are wrong. Never heard of that in any other movie before. It's great that Casino Royale can really make that quote stand out. Did for me, pal. Did for me. Okay. And, and Jeffrey Wright. All right. I love you. Okay. We've talked about, I love Jeffrey Wright. I know. His role in here of Felix and the entire involvement of the CIA. I feel like it could have just been cut out of the movie altogether. Well, then how would he get more money? It, I, I just, it, it just felt like. How would he get more money? He, they could have made another way to get money. I, I, just, then, I just felt but like. But then it was, it's it another superfluous too, thing. It was too, because it didn't pop up to like three quarters through. Whereas like Felix and Quantum, I love him in that. Like, and, and he's great throughout that whole thing. This just felt like 
I don't know. This I this one I wholeheartedly disagree. I think because you're saying you're saying you can cut it out, but then I say, well, how does he get more money? And they go, well, they could explain it better. No, well, yeah, they did by getting Felix Later, a character from the Bond series. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and they said, hey, this is the new Felix Later. Okay, cool. So it's a way of saying, hey, guys, don't worry. Yeah. He he doesn't do anything. Honestly, his his role in Quantum of Solace isn't much different. It's just a little bit fleshed out. That's it. Right, and that's he's the thing. It's more fleshed out. Bond. It's more fleshed out. All he's doing is helping out Bond. That's it in both movies. That's it. He's just a helpful dude. Exactly. That's exactly all right. it. All right. Well, there you go. That's my con. He's too helpful. Ugh. Uh, you know, I, that one I wholeheartedly disagree with. But overall... That's why I, I say that one for last. You should have led with that one. You should have said, you know what? This con is going to be the one that you're going to have an issue with. And then that way, when you say it, then I clearly have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to... Uh, what the hell was it? Runtime. Yeah, the runtime. Runtime, okay. yeah. yeah. All right. So that's so anyway, how I'm going to judge my cons for now and on. And your reaction to them is whether I get the Spectre face in return. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, right. I love that you're saying Spectre face as if you're assuming that Spectre is now my least favorite Daniel Craig Bond movie. That's funny. It is. Um, okay, so overall, not a bad movie. No, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. In my opinion, one of the best. It doesn't, the um, best. and I feel like this about the whole series, mostly besides Skyfall, like when I'm comparing to all the other spy series out there. I find that these have the least re- replayability for me. I can watch Mission Impossible and Bourne a lot more than these. Uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall I watch fairly regularly. Yeah. Um, and like even if we're gonna use like Mission Impossible versus Jason or the James Bond, like the Craig Bonds. Mm-hmm. It's for me the rewatchable ones is literally it's literally just the Macquarie movies. Yeah, those are the ones that I rewatch the most. Um, but Mission Impossible, the original, the first one, I've rewatched that one. I would say the Macquarie and Mission Impossible are the three that I rewatch the most. And Mission Impossible too. Don't forget about that. Um, Spectre face. Are we uh, are we doing lame jokes again? I thought you got all those Woodrow Wilson jokes out. Oh, Woodrow Harrelson jokes out. Sorry. I got to spread this out. We got four bonds to talk. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, like uh, Casino Royale is definitely, and Skyfall are the ones that I really watch. Uh, Quantum of Solace is probably going to be bumped up more so. Mm-hmm. Spectre. <laughs> Spectre was always the one. Quantum of Solace and Spectre are always those ones where I, I go, you know what, maybe I'll rewatch them and, and, Maybe they're not as bad as I, I make them out to be. Yeah. You know? Um, but anyway, speaking of Quantum Solace. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. This there movie it is. came out in 2008. Yeah. Fairly quick turnaround time for this movie. I, I always forget how quick it was to get this movie out. It was super quick, especially when you compare it to the rest of the series. Because, like, they go, yeah, aside from COVID, they go four years, three years, and now six years in between specter in this new one <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i said technically it was four if we go like <laughs> COVID, been... covid bumped it two years yeah yeah covid yeah. bumped it two years but uh so getting to quantum Souls came out 2008 
this is the one, this one, and, and again, uh, Spectre are the ones where they talk about the shooting and how it was horrible to shoot this. This one, it was just one of those, like, the writer's strike hit, so they did the best they could. You know, they got Mark Forster, uh, who's done quite a bit of movies. The only one that I've seen that I've liked was Stranger Than Fiction, mm-hmm. which I Excellent. thought was really good. Great film. Um, again, we've got written by Paul Haggis, Neil Purvis, and Robert Wade. Yep. Cast, Daniel Craig, James Bond, Judy Dench, and okay, all right. Okay. The you- For the sake of argument, Daniel Craig is in every movie that we talk yeah. about. What? Now we get to oh. Olga Kirilenko as Camille Montez. We got Matthew Almerich, Am- Amalric, sorry, as Dominic Green, is a member of Quantum which later we find out is a subsidiary of Spectre, but because they didn't have the rights for Spectre, this was supposed to be his new, like, like MI6 versus Quantum. That's how it was supposed to be. Um, We got Giancarlo Giannini as Rene Mathis again. Gemma Arterton as uh, Strawberry Fields. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just an MI6 agent, just trying Mm -hmm. to keep Bond doing whatever the hell he wants. Yep. Anatoly Tubman, who's uh, literally is casted as Elvis. <laughs> and for everybody who does not know who this person is, this is the bowl cut guy. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite part about this casting is that bowl cut haircut was his choice. He designed this character's entire look because he wanted it to be completely edgy and eye-catching. And he did all of that plus the bowl cut. Oh, man, that's great. Oh, and I love that his name's actually Elvis. I don't know if they ever mentioned his name at all, but I love that his name is Elvis. <laughs> we got uh, Jesper Christensen again as Mr. White. Yep. We've got uh, Jess, uh, sorry, a young a very young David Harbour playing yeah. Greg Beam, a CIA section chief, and he's kind of a douche. He is a douche, indeed. The first appearance of Bill Tanner as played by Rory Kinnear. Okay? Not the first time that Tanner's been in the... He's been a long-standing part of the series. This yeah. is the first time we get to see Rory Kinnear play that, and uh, whew, Boy, oh boy, it's hard watching the movie now because it chronicles his hair loss. Anyway, we've got Joaquin Cozio as General Medrano. And anyone who watched our uh, Suicide Squad, uh, our The Suicide Squad camcast knows, prolific actor, but that guy can play dictators. He plays the shit out of dictators. Oh, yeah. Uh, Once again, we have uh, Kenneth's favorite, Jeffrey Wright, playing Felix Slater. Who doesn't really do much in this movie except for help Bond? So you'll probably no, hate that. He does more in this movie. He does more. I bet you're gonna. You know what he does? Oh. You know what he does? He flies on a plane. Okay, he didn't oh. do that in Casino Royale. He talks well, to David get, Harbour. How did he get there? You know who David Harbour is? You know who did Hellboy? All right, in the future. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah you see where I'm going with this? You know it's he did a poor, it's actually a pistol argument. He sat at a poker table. What a bitch. He sat at a bar in Quantum of Solace. And he like sat on a plane. Like he a sat man. on a plane and he sat at a bar. Yeah. So he all he's done is sit 
and help. That's it. Hey, he walked up to that bar. He wasn't seen the whole time. Give me a break. He uh, he walked up to Bond and yeah. stopped Bond from killing Le Chiffre with a knife. Yep, he did. He, he that's he did. Yeah. You know what he did in this? He talked to the villain, and he was all like, "Yo, yeah." Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. See, can't win this argument. I go on it, It's not I that I can't win this argument. It's just that it there is no argument because whatever you have is moot. The budget. Moot. This is where the the budget gets weird now. The next couple of movies. So the budget for this is. 200 to 230 million. They haven't really narrowed it down. So for the sake of argument, it's 230 million. Let's leave it at that. Don't do this in between BS. Yeah. Uh, this one box office was 589.6. Not as good. And, you know, like we touched upon in Casino Royale, there's reasons for that. Yeah. Part of it is the writer's strike, 100%. Another part, unfortunately, is the over-reliance of the worst parts of supremacy, born supremacy and the born ultimatum. Yeah. You know, like if you're going to do cuts like that, mm -hmm. you have to be well-versed in doing cuts like that. Yeah. I don't you need to just... go like this. Exactly. Exactly. It's a punch. Um, you know, it, it's like... Uh, like, luckily, there aren't too many fight scenes, so there's not so many, but, like, the, yeah. uh, it's, it's that sequence in the bell tower. Yes, that's right where I noticed it. That's the one where it's so bad that I was, like, really, I actually really? thought my movie was skipping a bit because of how poorly it was cut. Like, at that point, if you're gonna do it, then why not just hire somebody that, from, uh, uh, Paul Greengrass's like movie group just one guy from them and just kind of say hey okay look we're trying to rip you guys off really really badly but we don't want it to look like shit so could you help us with that mm -hmm. you know what i mean because yep. it's money like he's not going to sit there and go oh sorry i'm part of the jason Bourne franchise i can't help he's going to go like okay well you paid me so let's do this because yeah. yes that is the one part in the movie that's where it's the most most apparent and most annoying later on um like in the climax scene there's quite a bit of it but they do it in such a way where it's not as bad like calmed it down a bit is really what it is i think yeah um i will say it's better this time around watching it this time around i was like this isn't as bad as i've made it out to be because uh, like for the longest time this was yeah. the worst craig movie for me yeah it's not now. I don't understand why I disliked it as much as I did back then. Because it wasn't Casino Royale. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. And I never, ever, I think this is actually the first time I've watched them all in a row, too. Like, I've <clears throat> never really watched it in between Casino and Skyfall, like, in a row. It's been a little while for me, but I have done it. I have done it. Hmm. Um... You know, it's funny. I say better this time around. The second thing I say is felt more like Bourne than Bond. And yeah. I mean, there's definitely aspects for sure that are straight out of Bourne. 
I, I don't yeah. think, I don't think until Skyfall does a series really stand on its own without. Yeah, but the other part that kind of threw me about this one too is because it's not that far from like I I look at it like let's say it's uh, eight months to a year after Casino Royale. Yeah, the techno technology levels skyrocket though. They go from like laptops and like really budget cell phones to suddenly having like a full fledged fleshed out like tablet on the table. Yeah. With like next generation style sequences where they're moving it around like minority report, you know, and and I was like, what? And this takes place six months after Casino Royale. So that's some crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a year. I'll give you a year. Okay, it takes so a place a full year. year, but still. And then you get to Skyfall, and you don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have that tech anymore. You don't see that tech anymore at all. So no. I'm like, oh. So that one always bugged me. Even the first time I watched the movie, I remember just being like, whoa, that's that's a huge leap. But okay, fine, whatever. Um, I can tell you right now that... Uh, the the cast is great. Again, the cast is great. I have no issues with the cast. Yep. I in retrospect too is I always felt like this movie was a bit more rushed, and I think that was one of the problems that I had had was it felt more rushed. It was rushed. I mean, they've even admitted to it being rushed because of the writer's strike. They were trying to get it going. Right. Exactly. Time. Exactly. But this time around, and I, I remember the last time I watched it too was right after I watched Casino Royale again. And I look at it like it's a nice little palate cleanser to get you to Skyfall. Yes. You don't have to watch Quantum of Solace, but if you do, it complements Casino Royale. Yeah. And it sets you up perfectly for Skyfall. Because by the end of Quantum of Solace, like we said, you know, when we're talking about Casino Royale, this is fully formed Bond, right? So this is like, it's like watching Batman Begins and then watching The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, you have to have the Dark Knight there, so that it gets you to the Dark Knight Rises. So it gets you to that point where you're like, okay, all right, I can get to this because like I don't feel like Batman, like Bruce Wayne isn't Batman at the end of Batman Begins. No, he's close. He's Batman at the end of the Dark Knight. That's when he's officially Batman, and I'm like, okay, let's see more of this guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so. So now, like I said, so I've, I've softened how I view the movie. Um, and to draw a parallel to Spectre, if this movie was the same length as Casino Royale, as Skyfall, or Spectre, yep. it would be in the boat where like Spectre and uh, Quantum of Solace would be like neck and neck for being the worst of this series. You know, because... One of my major problems, and this is a spoiler, but we're talking about it within the next hour or so. One of my biggest problems with Spectre is it was too long. There's an entire chunk of the movie that I'm like, take that out because it was so boring. I'm actually a little worried about boring. I'm a little worried about No Time to Die because it's the longest Bond movie ever. You know what? Two hours and 47 minutes for a bomb movie? Here's, here's ah. what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to say. Let's just wait. Let's just watch and find out. Because, oh, yeah. For sure. But Because, like, Skyfall is in and around the same length as Casino Royale yeah. and Spectre. 
you know, and the Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. All of these movies start coming out and they're at the two, two and a half hour mark, 220 mark. But very few of them felt that long. Yeah. See, this is my favorite Mission Impossible. And yeah. It's two hours and 27 minutes and it's perfectly paced. I'm never bored. It's exhilarating. You know, you gotta have you gotta I got have out of that thing, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, but even uh, Rogue Nations is another one that's like 220. Yeah, and and it never dragged. Not at all, man. Whereas, uh, so I'm I'm glad now. Like in retrospect, I'm glad that Quantum of Solace is only like just over two hours. Yeah, because you know, like it, it had a nice tighter story than than Spectre. And boom, you're like you're you're done, you're gone, you're you're it. That's all. So uh, yeah. aside from the way the action was cut, for the most part, like the later action scenes are much better. That ele- elevator scene, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Just short and sweet, takes them out, yep. gets out of there, has that little quick meeting with him, and he goes, "Hey, she uh, she was very brave, so I want that in her file." And that's when M goes, "We can trust him wholeheartedly." Yep, we can trust Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I mean, uh, obviously now we realize my order is uh, has changed, and we know that the order is Skyfall, Casino Royale, Quantum Solace, and Spectre. Um, so where was I, it before? Was, was Quantum on the bottom before, under Spectre? Yes, yes. Okay. That's okay. exactly what it was. That's exactly okay. what it was. So we flipped. Gotcha. Yeah, those two flipped. And I had a feeling that that was going to happen. I was kind of thinking, you know what, I, I, I bet you I'm going to look at Quantum Solace differently, especially after I watched Spectre again. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't really want to say too much more of that. All I can say is. Well, yeah, we'll get to Spectre. And- Quantum and- Solace is better than I've ever given it credit for. I'll just say on Spectre. These two lines are my pros, and these are my negatives. Yeah, we might we might actually be fairly close. <laughs> close. Uh, I actually, my Spectre is the only one that I have, like, extensive notes. Yeah. Everything else is just point form. Uh, cast is great. And then I'm like, I'll just, we'll just shoot on the, the, the cast. There. That's it. Yeah. Plot is, uh, oh, last thing I'll mention about Quantum of Solace. A lot of people gave it some flack about the plot being essentially controlling water. Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty crazy, like I now in retrospect, a brilliant plot for a villain. That's a crazy cool plot to like be able to sit there. Also, I just love this scene where like they show up in that the big huge like uh, mansion or whatever with the guy. He's like, sign this, and you know he signs it, and then he goes, okay, now he signed this. And he's like, what's this? Yeah, we uh, now have controlling. We control all the water. Yeah, and we and you like pay we'll have double it. of what you pay now. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, I'm not signing this. And he goes, oh, okay, fine, don't. But you know the reason why you're here and the other guy wasn't is because he didn't want to sign this. But hey, you know what? You do you. It's totally cool. And then he's just like, <laughs> gets out. And I was like, it's so cool. And I think the other part that uh, they gave a lot of flack for was Dominic Green as a bad guy. The only part that I didn't like was that uh, he was close, like he was giving Bond a fight at the end. Yeah. 
but other than that, I thought he was a, I thought he was cool that it was a guy that you know, he's not like attractive, but not ugly, but he thinks he's so much better and cooler, but he also yeah. acknowledges that he's a bit of a prick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like the little guy at the bar that has a big mouth because he's got big friends that'll always back him up. And I can say experience? that I can hold on. <laughs> I can say this because I've had conversations with my friends where I'm just like, look, like if I'm running my mouth, you let that guy get a couple shots in. Okay. And then pull them off me, but don't, don't fucking just back me up and let me get away with murder. That's funny. But, and that's what I'm saying. So speaking as a little guy, who can get, you know, pretty pretty mouthy when he's or uh, what is it? You think you're eight feet tall because you're you're hammered? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. You don't do that. Don't do that. And I, I actually, I think I've only really done it once or twice. But it was like, uh, it was a scenario where like we were at Fat Cats and I was already hammered, and it was like new owners, right? Yep. But we had been there for so long with the previous owners, the previous waitresses and stuff that like. They didn't say anything if we went behind the bar to grab pool balls and stuff like that. So, like, I broke glass, and I went around the bar to go clean it up. And the guy wouldn't let me. Oh, really? Oh, he was just like, oh, get out of here. You can't be behind there. I'm like, I'm just trying to clean up after myself. I mean, I made a mess. I broke some. I don't know what your problem is. I'm just trying to help out. <laughs> and, I, I like, I couldn't grasp the concept that, like, well, it's a couple of things. First of all. Not allowed behind the bar. No. Second of all, you're hammered and you're going to clean up glass. That's a potential accident waiting to happen. Yep. And a liability issue. Mm -hmm. So this guy's like, he didn't kick us out. He did afterwards because I was running my mouth. <laughs> but like, and that's how, like, that's always like, I was being a prick about not being able to clean up, but I couldn't grasp the concept. Yeah. So, yeah, I've never actually been like, I'm going to fucking start a fight today. <laughs> but I was close to starting a fight with that guy because I was literally like, oh, fuck, I was, just trying, clean. I was just trying to fucking help. Like, he doesn't want to potentially have my like, hands cut up because I'm touching glass and I'm hammered. Like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's problem is. And we got kicked out. We definitely got kicked out. So, anyway... What else? Do you have anything else for Quantum Assault? Okay, I got my pros and my cons list here, and this is where we'll re really get into why I like this movie so much more now. Um, okay. I've touched on a few of it already. The, the quick, quicker pacing and the shorter runtime. Love mm -hmm. that. Obviously, I like Felix more in this. Because, mm -hmm. you know, airplanes. <laughs> yeah, because the airplanes and the night skies are like shooting stars. I could really use a wish right now. Wish right now. Anyway, go on. It's beautiful, man. Beautiful. You know what that is? That's Paramore, baby. Paramore. Actually, it's no, it is. Nothing on you. It's not Paramore, but Haley Williams sings that part, though. Hmm. I don't know who sings it now. Anyway, go on. Get back to your uh, <laughs> pros and cons. Uh, Bill Tanner. I love Bill Tanner so much in here. Like, and, and, and he doesn't really do too much in this. It's more Skyfall and Spectre. But I mean, like, right off the bat, I was like, I love this guy. Love yeah. this guy. Yep. I feel the same way. Uh, Dom DeGreen, my second favorite villain in all the Bond movies. Hands down. I thought he was just a slimy jackass. I loved his plot. I, 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 
I really, really, really enjoyed him in this. Yeah. I'm curious. Who's your, uh, who's your first? Silva. Yeah. 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 You know, what's funny though, is like, so because your feelings of Casino Royale and my feelings, it's Silva, La Chifra, Dominic. Yeah. And then uh, Blofeld, which yeah. we'll talk about that one. Blow, Blofeld's down, down. Which is fucked because of the actor. The actor yeah. is so, like, he's the best actor in the entire Craig series. Yeah. He is yeah. so fucking phenomenally good. Anyway. Anyway. Oh. Gotta, okay. 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 Olga Kurylenko, right? Yep. Is excellent as Camille. And it was really refreshing to see James work with her without a romantic involvement at the end. That's why she took the role. I loved it. She literally took the role because he didn't hook up with her. Yeah. I, I thought that was so good. I like the way they did it too, where he's just like, he goes for it. And she's just like, get the fuck off me. And he's just like, oh, well, Bond is going to Bond. <laughs> but like, but. And the other thing that they don't give a lot of credit to is the treatment of grief. Like he's grieving. Yeah. He's, he's grieving. He says he hates her, but he's grieving. He has not got past this. So it's, so they, and that's another thing that was refreshing too, is that she knew that he was grieving. She knew that this wasn't what, he, like whatever. So she just said, that's it. And then that was it. And they went their separate ways. So yeah. Yeah. Hugely refreshing. Really refreshing. Um, also, the way he took out Dominic, I absolutely. I was just going to say, like, such because the way that they like, like he kind of just point Blake Sean in the head, but no, it was give him some oil and be like, you only make this far before you drink that. Yeah, and then and the they, best is that they're the not the just like they're yeah. like, uh, yeah, we found Dominic Green's in a uh, body in the desert. Seems yeah. uh, he had a stomach full of oil. Do you have anything? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, must have been thirsty or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly, Gemma Arterton. I love Gemma Arterton. I, I love Gemma Arterton. That kicks off my cons. How Gemma Arterton dies. <laughs> pro. Yeah, it's, it's a horrible pro way to because go. it's like, oh God. Con because it's like, oh God. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, there's nothing good about the way she dies. At all. Nothing good about the way she does. So it is incredible that they were able to get her body to the bag covered in oil without dripping anywhere on the floor. Yep. That's talent. Well, I mean, they're quantum, right? So They're quantum. Uh, James using Mathis as a shield was weird. No. I thought that was weird. He wasn't dead, and he used him as a shield. Yeah, but they kind of, they talk about that's kind of how like they would have done the same. Either one of them would have done the same. Okay. I will say that it's a terrible way for Mathis to go. Oh yeah. That Horrible. is a con. That is a very uh, even to this day, that's one of the ones where I'm just like, oh how, why A, why do you have to die? Yeah. And B, why do you have to die like that? Yeah. Uh Strawberry Fields, I like uh Gemma. I could like uh, I'm glad that she was early in her career for this role. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because if it was Gemma, Gemma now, then I'd be like, what a waste. What a waste. So it's one of those like, hey, you were in a Bond movie. You were a Bond girl. Woo! But Ooh, other yeah. than that, the less we talk about it, the better. Um, camera, uh, camera work during the fights, yep. obviously. Yep. 
Um, and then this one, the pacing and the villains and side characters are great. Yep. Some of the dialogue is really wonky and it's obvious that they were having problems with the script because of the writers. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's that, a... they even said they started shooting this without a complete script. Yeah. And uh, like even Craig has said that like he was helping out as best he can, but it was like, he, like in retrospect, he's like, I, I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah. Why I was trying to do this, like I was trying to do so much, and it was like there was really no need for it. But we did the best that we could, and you could see that, like they really did do the best they could. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. So um, oh, That's the other thing cool. that I really liked. This is the last thing that I want to mention because uh, we're touching about the the changes. I love at the end where he's sitting there with the guy that recruited Vesper, and he's just like just sitting there. And he says to the girl, he's like, uh, Canadian intelligence? Okay, you can go. She thanks him. And yeah, then he yeah. leaves later. We don't know how much time passed, but he leaves. And M's there and she's like, is he dead? No. And then that's where like you have that, okay, this yeah. is now James Bond. Like he's he's doing it the way he should be doing it, yeah. but his own way. Yeah. So yeah, it was, a, it was a great way to end that movie. Yeah, excellent. I mean, I just... <clears throat> Again, I was like, I, I don't even understand why I dislike this the first time. Like, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, super fun movie. Yeah. I mean, it's still way above a lot of the other Bonds out there. I used to say that uh, you couldn't watch Quantum of Solace without watching Casino Royale first. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, you know what? You, can if, watch uh, it. Yeah. you could just pick it up and go. You know, yeah, they explain enough of the backstory from Casino for you to catch on and know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, all in all, all you moved up in my ranking. Yeah. Well, now, now it's 2012. Yeah. Yeah. 2012 and a little movie called Skyfall comes out. And you know what? If the world would have ended at the end of 2012, at least we got Skyfall. It was a great way to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, this one is directed by Sam Mendes. Now, I didn't list any of his previous movies because he's done some shit. He's done he some shit. Done, I mean, he's done some shit. first movie was American Beauty, and that's like one of my favorite movies. So, yeah, like this was also one of the first times that like Bond was saying, like, this is a good get for director. This yeah. is a good get, you know? Yeah. Yes, and uh, and I remember even like when uh, when it was announced, and you were like, "Oh, they got Sam Mendes," and then I was like, "Huh?" And you were like, "American Beauty," and then I was like, "Okay, all right, okay." Now it's funny. Now you watch American Beauty, uh, you don't immediately think this guy will be an incredible Bond director. Yeah, you don't think that, but then you get to this movie, and uh, well, we'll get to it. So he's the director. It's written by. This will be familiar. Neil Purvis, Robert Wade. This time we got John Logan. John Logan. Okay. Uh, so cast, James Bond, M, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yep. But now we've got Javier Bardem, also a good get. Excellent. I mean, God damn, the guy's just an incredible actor. Yeah. So you're like, oh. again, so immediately I'm like, I don't need to know anything about this guy to know that this is going to be good. You see screenshots and he's got like that dyed blonde hair and it's like kind of longish and you're just like, 
He just what? looks kind of looked cat-like too. Yeah, like he looks creepy. It's just like, oh yeah, he's digging into that no country for old men vibe. Again. I should have said rat-like. I should have said he looked rat-like. Rat-like. That would have been more appropriate. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got Javier Bardem as Raul Silva, who is a former MI6 agent turned hacker terrorist or hacktivist, I think is the no, hacktivist. no hack. It's gotta be hacker terrorist because a hacktivist is a little bit different. Yeah. Ralph Fiennes makes his series debut as Gareth Mallory, the chairman of Intelligence and Security Committee of Parliament. Yeah, we're introducing like the new class of uh, Bond characters now. This is this, yes. is, this yes. is that transition movie where we're going from the old, like right back to Pierce Brosnan, we're going to this new. Yeah, yeah. So the last two movies, we, we took all those Bond tropes and yeah. we just turned them on their head, we flipped them, the, we kind of reinvented them and now we're going to get you to they make you feel like this is going to be like a return to a normal James Bond movie. Yeah. They really do make you think that. Before you watch this movie, they're telling you that this is going to be a return to form. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Bond like you know and love. I disagree. There are aspects that are the Bond that you know and love, but there's differences. And we'll get to that. Yeah. Um we've got Naomi Harris who is now Eve Moneypenny, okay. Berenice Marlowe as Severine. Albert Finney as Kincaid, the Skyfall gamekeeper. Mm. Or groundkeeper, sorry. Okay. Ben Wishaw is introduced as Q, the MI6 yep. quartermaster. Yep. Rory Kinnear returns as Bill Tanner, M's aide. And Ola Ripace is Patrice, the mercenary. Trees. Yeah. So now we have a budget that is approximately 150 million to 200 million. Mm-hmm. This movie made a billion. Made a billion. Biggest 1.109 billion dollars. Yeah. The only bond that to do that, even adjusted for inflation, it's the only one to do it. And there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And I'll do this real quickly. So the cast. Amazing. Yeah. The action. Amazing. Yeah. Story. Amazing. Yeah, there, there you go. You're getting it. Cinematography. Amazing. Yes. Yes. All of it. All of it. All of it. Hell, even the opening credits in the Adele song. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Another reason why I didn't like Spectre. <laughs> Never, we, we don't really touch on the opening credits and the theme songs for these movies. No, we didn't. But, but Sue Royale's this theme one song really was awesome. Stands out to me like this. I love the opening credits. The music is beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah. Spectre was was bad. Well, because Sue Royale, I really like. I thought that was awesome with Chris Cornell. Yeah, and the opening sequence, like with the cards and the game, uh, all that. That's really cool too. Really cool. Quantum of Solace is okay. I mean, I love the song Jack White and the song Keen. is really good. Yep. Opening sequence is okay. All right. It's all right. Skyfall is perfect. Skyfall's great. I've never been a huge Adele fan, but I can tell you, I think she's a phenomenal singer. I just, I'm not really into her music. Yeah. But that theme song was great, and the opening sequence is awesome. And so, what I like about this movie is that you think like this is a return to form. This is going to be Bond like you know and love. Yeah. And they don't do the opening barrel scene. No, they don't. They do that blurry sequence. And then he comes right into the camera, and I was like, whoa michelle yeah. and i saw that that was one of the first movies we saw in the theater because we just kind of started dating that year and in the theater i was like whoa 
and already I was like, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be something else. Something's up. Something's up. This is going to be something else, you know? And then, so right away, you, now you've got a bond who is caring about his fellow agents because he doesn't want to leave that guy to die. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll get the, the knock list. Oh, sorry. Not the knock list. The CIA or the, the list of undercover agents. Did I say knock list like Mission Impossible? Ah, shit. Ah, shit. Damn it. Anyway. Anyway. So, but like, M's the one that's like, no, you have to leave. And he's like, are people coming? Yes, I'm sending help. So then he leaves. And so that's not something that you would have seen Bond do too often in the other movies. No. He'd have done it for Felix later or any of his friends, but for other agents, you didn't see that too often. But he here he's like right away, boom, okay, let's go, right? Then we get introduced to Eve. We don't know it's money penny, mm-hmm. but we get introduced to Eve in the field. Yep. That's really cool. Excellent. You know, so and uh, a great way to introduce her character as a actual capable agent in the field, yep. which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we get introduced to Patrice, which sets up one of the best opening sequences in all of James Bond, okay? All of the James Bond's movies. Yeah. The entirety of them. Because it starts off small in a hallway. Yep. Opens up a little bit bigger in the room. Opens up a little bit bigger into the bazaar. And then just goes fucking bonkers. Uh, Motorcycle chase. Well, first it's car chase, foot chase, motorcycle chase. And then the motorcycle chase is all along roofs. And then... It ends up on the top of a train. And I love the line where they're like, well, they're on the train. She's like, what do you mean they're on the train? <laughs> go after them. I mean, they're both physically on top of the fucking train. Yeah. We'll go after them then. Like, oh, okay, I guess so. <laughs> and then the train sequence is awesome. And like you're getting the sense that like Bond is a little overmatched. You don't feel like he's going to just completely annihilate Patrice. Yep. <laughs> he just gets, he says, fuck it. I'm going to take this uh, loader. And he starts driving the friggin' loader all along these cars. Yeah. And then destroys a bit of that roof so he can get in. And then fixes his cufflinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then strolls off like it's a normal day. And for him, it is. But yeah. that was like fucking awesome to see that. It was just like, yep, we've got some bond, normal bond in something that's not exactly a normal Bond movie. Yep. So, like, within the first 10 minutes of this movie, I'm already like, whew, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And uh, every single time I've watched it since, I've never, ever changed that feeling. I'm still just like, whew, this is going to be great. This is going to be such a good movie. M tells Eve to take the shot. Even before that, we've got that fight scene where they're fighting over the list. Yeah, you know, fighting first, yeah. And they're on top of the train, and then they go into the, the tunnel, and then they're out. So there's these different, like, quick changes of scenery, changes of color, and uh, it's very even matched, which is one oh, yeah. thing I really liked about the Craig movies, is that he's, when he's fighting other agents, he's rarely, like, kicking the shit out of them. It's the same thing that I liked about the Jason Bourne movies, where when Bourne is fighting normal, even their cops or whatever, but he's fighting normal guys. Yeah. He's taking it out like that. When it's actual agents, it's really close and it's really life or death. And you've got that sense again, 
right away. Well, now we're in the first 15 minutes of the movie and you're just like, oh, this is close. This is really close. And then when M says, take the shot, repeatedly take the shot and she does and misses. She hits what the fuck? and he goes and he falls all that way down, which perfectly cut into the opening credits. Yeah. Now I'm going to say this and I want you to remind me about this. Okay. Sam Mendes has a thing for symmetry. Okay. I want to say this so that you can help me not forget, but he has a thing for symmetry. Okay. We're going to talk about this during this or Spectre. We're going to touch upon it on both. All right. All right. Symmetry. I got a pen. I got a paper. Symmetry. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, God, man, like it's, this is one where I'm like, it's hard to like, yeah, we're starting right at the beginning, but like, okay. Like I, I said, cast. Like for some people, some of them, they've been in the couple of movies now. So like Craig, you can tell feels comfortable in this role. He has yeah. now officially made Bond. This is his version of James Bond. Yes. Okay. And he was very lucky because in the first one, it was kind of carte blanche. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then in the second one, there's a refinement process happening, which had to happen. So yep. like I said, quantum assault has had to happen. I don't care what anybody says. If anybody sits there says the worst, if it's your worst movie, that's fine. But you have to admit that it had to happen before we got to Skyfall. Okay? Anyway, now we get Skyfall. This is like fully formed James Bond. We're getting him in the first 20 minutes of the movie. This is perfect. They fucking shoot him. Fucking drop him in the ocean, or in a river or wherever. Bunch of water credits hit or the intro credits hit the song is amazing everything's awesome yep and now we get to m dealing with the fact that she caused the death of one of her best agents i'm not going to say the best because he's 007 he's not double o or zero two or double o three or whatever you know i assume it goes up right so if you're double o one you're the best agent in MI6. Is there a double O zero? Maybe. Agent zero. Oh. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think, th- yeah, because like, wasn't it uh, Goldeneye where they, they... yeah, because uh, what's his face? Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean's character, he wasn't double O six? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was. He was double O six. That's right. That's right. Anyway, okay. So, now we're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, we know that Bond's not dead. Because that would have been a bit crazy way to start a Bond movie. You kill yeah. him off. <laughs> <laughs> and then introduce Javier Bardem as the new James Bond. And you're like, all that production shit we showed you was fake. It was totally fake. Can you imagine? <laughs> Bond's dead. He's gone for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. Well, yeah. but okay, up until this point, you could have argued that James Bond was a code name. You could have. Up until literally the end of this movie, you could have argued that it was a code name. And and that was actually one of the theories was like, you know what? It's a code name and that's why you can have it for so long, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Anyway. So, I mean, uh, okay. Let's just kind of go with, uh, so the cast is amazing again. Like I said, so Bond is comfortable or Craig is comfortable as Bond. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, even Tanner, like Kinnear is comfortable in his role, which is expanded. Every movie is expanded yes. his role. Yeah. But he's more comfortable in this movie and you can see it. Um, but what I really like is the inclusion of the new characters and how well they play off with the established players. Yes. That first scene with uh, where we are introduced to Gal- Gareth Mallory, and he's literally saying to Em, like, well, you know, uh, kind of had a good run. And she's like, I don't know, like, what are we talking about here? And it's just like, well, we're talking about retirement. So yeah. we're going to, you know, transition you and, and that's it. And we'll transition someone else into the, uh, to the role of Em. But ultimately... Thank you so much for everything you've done for us. We really appreciate it. But that's that's about it. And she's uh-huh. like, yeah. I love when she goes, I'll leave when the job's done. Yeah. I was like, yes. Oh, fuck, that's awesome. You know, and I'm, I'm glad that they did that. And right away, too, you get a feeling that it's not just her mourning the death of Bond. Yeah. But she's also looking at how many other agents she's lost prior to him it's now it's starting to weigh on her and when he says retirement that's the first time she thinks oh right yeah mm-hmm. and then when the list gets outed and they attack an mi6 was awesome that was crazy oh, yeah. like what a so way good. to just boom like that's let off and then what a uh, great way to the, bring bond back into it too it's so great it, there's like there is not anything a part of the script that I can pick apart. I know some people will, and I'll touch upon the, the other stuff uh, later on, but like just getting to that point where now the list is out, that scene where she's looking at the coffins, you're like, holy fuck. And then now we pick up with Bond, who yeah. shacked up with the, you know some local senorita, mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. just essentially fucking trick drinking his way through life because he's hung up because he was shot but m his mother figure who told them to take the shot yes he on some level knows or at least suspects that m wasn't sending anybody to save that agent so he's looking at it like like fuck you you bitch so he is just going to I guess live out the rest of his days drinking and stinking, you know? Yeah. I mean, the the scene where he's got the fucking scorpion on his hand and he's drinking is that's a very intense way to so to show where he's at in his life right now. And you're just like, good God. (laughs) But I like how they just juxtapose that scene, all Britly lit, everyone's cheering him, and he's just like, Yeah, I'm the fucking biggest dude ever. The yep. next morning, it's dark, dreary. He's literally at the bar just waiting for them to open so that he can get drunk again. You're like, oh, God, this is so sad. I even, like, when he leaves, that woman that he's with is just like, you can tell in a short amount of time she cares about him, but she knows that she's never actually going to be with him. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, he sees the uh, Wolf Blitzer again. <laughs> <laughs> well blitzer shows up and he's just like all right i'm back in and again we get that awesome scene where where m is just busting his chops you know you should hear he's like uh enjoying death you should try it sometime lens perspective and she's just like 
Oh, I, I love the first thing she says is like, uh, run out of drink where you're at. <laughs> and, and then he's like saying this line, like, oh, is that just it? We're all played out. She's like, speak for yourself. And then he's like, well, I, I guess I could stay somewhere else. And I'm like, well, you'll have to because we sold your flat. <laughs> you're not staying with me. And a shower wouldn't hurt. Like, she just fucking hammers it. Like, yeah, we sold your place because you were dead. Boom. Uh, no, you can't stay here. Boom. Have a shower, you stinky prick. Like, Jesus. Oh, by the way, maybe take a break from drinking, you drunk. Good God. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, but it's great like it's absolutely great you know and then we get to see the new mi6 the new digs which is a great way to introduce that yeah plus we got bond who's like fucking got a beard and everything like he kind of looks like he's given up and the best part is is we have a training sequence that you would normally see in an origin movie yeah you have it in this movie because he's got to get back to being bond and that's another thing too. It's so great because you have him at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Fucking Bond. Yep. You know? And then they tore that all down only to build him back up again. So now at that point, then I start going, okay. So I think by the end of this movie, this will be where they can say, well, now we've got Bond the way you remember Bond, but yes, just updated exactly. for the new millennium. So now this is a Bond that cares about people but not too much because this guy is still a fucking assassin okay but he does care about his co-workers right and they do a good job of showing that all the way through this movie and inspector they do that inspector too so there are some positives carried over which makes sense because it's still sam mendes directing it and the writing staff has stayed pretty much the same for almost all of it yeah but uh man but yeah that training sequence was great oh i loved it and then, and then like, like, like when he's getting frustrated because he can't hit the target. Exactly. You know, or even at, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the psych, psych eval, where it's just yeah. like uh, day wasted, you know, and it's yeah. just like uh, <clears throat> Britain uh, duty. Yeah. Um, M bitch. <laughs> and then it gets to skyfall and it's like, like done. Done. But yeah. like they hold, they hold a, pregnant pause so that <laughs> so that they can say i tell you right now i didn't set this up for this but i was like you know what i'm just gonna use it but they do they hold it and then he goes done and you're just like fuck like this bond here i could watch this bond all day long oh yeah right oh yeah um and and then they have him introduced to gareth mallory and he's been approved for active duty but I love the scene where, like, as they leave, and it's just Tanner and M, and he's just like, did he pass his tests? And he's asking this question. I get the feeling that he knows that he didn't pass the tests. Yeah. You know, and she's just like, no, but shh, we're going to keep that quiet. <laughs> we'll let him think that he did. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, And you're just like, holy fuck, right? And then... Then we meet Q, and that sequence was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's just like uh, you know, youth and innovation, and it's just like, well, youth isn't a guarantee of innovation, right? Yeah. And then it's just like, well, you know, every once in a while we need somebody to pull the trigger, and then Bond's just like, or not to pull the trigger. It's hard to tell that from your pajamas, you know. <laughs> or even I like when he says, uh, "You barely have spots," 
as a reference to him being young. Like this whole back and forth banter is just awesome. And it's so great because it sets up Q or at least the new version of Q and the new version of Q branch where it's yep. just a gun and a radio, which is awesome. A nice callback. Yep. You know, and then he's just like, what were you thinking? Exploding pens? We don't exactly go in for that anymore. And now I'm like, that's so fucking funny because one of the things I disliked about Brosnan movies was every movie was more and more crazy gadgetry, gadgetry, yeah. gadgetry crazy shit. to the point where, you know, and I'm not saying like Bond has to be like a Jason Bourne level kick-ass artist, right? I'm glad that this version is, right? But the other ones, when you look back at it in like the new, like modern filter, you kind of go, how did this guy not get killed? ever yeah and i'm not talking like sniper from a distance because yeah that's the most obvious thing but mm -hmm. i'm just talking like in general hand-to-hand -hand combat some of these people he's taken on should kill him <laughs> oh yeah you know <laughs> but anyway anyway so we get all of that and then it builds to one of my favorite sequences in the whole movie is bond tracking patrice the music or that not the music the score yeah where it starts with that well that whole thing builds up and we get to that elevator scene like the cinematography there is awesome but the elevator scene I thought was great you know like he's holding on yeah and, and then his arm gives rip like oh. his, but it's the one arm that he got shot in yeah. so like the continuity is great so it's just like oh my god you know and then you get into that mirrored room with that neon lights and stuff and I'm like gorgeous that scene is gorgeous incredible yeah. you know and then the fight scene is done in such a way where like you really have to watch to see who it is because yeah. in some you might actually think that's bond and it might not be and then it gets to that moving over the shoulder shot to where he's holding out of patrice i'm like holy fuck and i think we're what an hour in at this point and i'm just like yeah I don't ever want to stop. I don't ever want this movie to end because holy crap. Like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's nonstop amazing. Like, I couldn't believe it. He hasn't even shaved yet. I was watching, I was just like, yeah, this is still a fucking perfect movie. <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. Like, I'm like putting this up there with, you know, like, uh, Born Supremacy and Fallout as like the pinnacles of the movies. You yeah. know? Yeah. Because I do, like, I love Born Ultimatum, but I do think Supremacy is like the pinnacle for it. Yeah. So, I mean, because, uh, yeah, I believe my order is, yeah, it's, I think it's 213. I can't remember now. But who knows? I love all those movies. So, it, like, at any point in time, they could change on a whim and it doesn't mean anyone is terrible. Yeah. And that's, I guess ultimately out of all of the movies, Spectre is the only one where I actually have thoughts on what I would do to change the movie <laughs> <laughs> to change, because there's a lot that I don't like in that movie and the stuff that I do like don't outweigh the stuff that I don't like. And that's with quantum of solace where the stuff that I didn't like, I was making them out to be bigger than they were. So then when I watched this movie, I'm like, well, actually, that's not as bad. It's not this, it's that. It's, and the good is actually outweighing it, right? Yeah. So anyway, getting back to, uh, to Skyfall. <clears throat> um, 
I mean, fuck, the only part that I really don't like in Skyfall is uh, the shower scene with Severine. It's because we literally have it yeah. at the end after, like, she's playing it like she's the femme fatale. Yeah. And then he's like, I, yeah, okay, this tattoo, this is Macau sex trade. So I know that you're not meeting. At first, I thought those guys were your bodyguards, but now I realize they're keeping you in line. They're watching you and making sure you don't get away. So this guy that uh, that is your owner, I want to meet him. I want to meet him. Yeah. And that, that's a cool scene. But then when he jumps onto the boat and immediately walks in the shower, and every single time I watch this movie, every time I get to that part, I'm like, Ah, but dude, you know she's a sex like it's like a sex slave. Yeah. So you go and bang her, and then they topped it, Inspector, with an even worse scene. (laughs) And I mean, like, I get it. Part of Bond's thing is that he bangs girls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He fucks them and chucks them, and he always bangs the femme fatale, the bad chick. He bangs her at least once. And then she dies. I understand that. But they could have done it a different way. It could have been he figured out she was a sex worker or a sex slave after he banged her. You know, yep. something along those lines. Or at least, like, afterwards, he notices the tattoo. Then he's like, oh, those weren't bodyguards. They were captors. Okay, that's great. That's great. As opposed to, oh, no, I, know, I knew she was a sex slave. <laughs> I, yeah. I knew it. I you know what that meant? <laughs> you know what that meant? That meant I was getting some, son. Oh, <laughs> dirty bond. It's like it's like you see a girl who's pregnant. You think, oh, gross, and I go, no, that's a girl who puts out. Like what? And that bothers me about that part is that up until that point, we have actually successfully modernized Bond. Okay. Yeah. They heavily imply that he and Money Penny hooked up when she went in and helped him shave. They imply it. They don't explicitly say it. They've never acknowledged what happened in that room. And it's an implication. And as we all know, the implication sometimes is uh, just as good as actually, you know, so you have the implication that something happened, but nothing actually, we don't know for sure. Yeah. Okay. And that's, you know what? And I'm fine with that. Even if they actually came out and said they, they hooked up, I'd still be like, okay, all right. This one is a transaction for a woman whose whole life is a transaction. I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. And I don't know why that got in there. Or at least if they tweaked it in such a way where at least at the end I can go, okay, well, now he knows. And the worst part is they killed her off shortly after that. Yeah. And Bond didn't give a fuck. He never gave a fuck. Like bloody waste of good scotch. <laughs> like, yeah, he didn't kill her. He purposely missed, or he purposely didn't take the shot. But still, <laughs> but still, she died, and it was like, like even Silva's just like, hmm, how do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Nothing, not at all. Yeah, but let's back up a little bit because. I want to do this justice. All right. The introduction the Silva. of Ralph Silva. That one still shot of him oh, way in the before day. that. Before that, she oh, talks yeah. about him and she's like, Can you kill him? And he says, Yes. 
Will you? Yeah. Yes. And she's basically like, I fucking hope so, because this guy's horrible. Like she tells him, not like this, not like him, right? And then that long shot where he comes in and he tells the story about how his grandma, who owned a light, uh, an island, dealt with rats. Whoa. Whoa. Not only is it a great monologue, but there's nothing more like, it's almost intimidating to see him this small and then just grow. Three steps grow in. And grow, and then he's right there in your face. Three steps in, and I was like, oh boy, this, this is going to be good. By the time, and you're right, by the time he gets up and he's dominating the screen, it yeah. was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is crazy. And he's just and that like, whole story. Oh man, he was just so unsettling yeah. about everything. Yeah. He was like flamboyant, but like just like in a really weird, pervy, creepy way. I, I'm not even saying flamboyant because, like, you know, I, I've said before, like, you know, you talk about flamboyant, first thing you think is gay people, but unsettling, creepy, yes. I mean, sure, he he was I hundred percent feel like he's just doing that to get under Bond's skin. Yeah. And when Bond goes, you said it's my first time. I love how there's still people that goes, uh, what the fuck? Whoa, Bond's not bi. Bond would never. No, but he would tell that guy, he would shrug it off and be like, yeah, who was to say it's my first time, right? It's not the first time he's been tied to a chair by yeah. a bad guy that basically was like, you either join us or I'm going to kill you. Not yeah. the first time. And even if, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just, it's just that whole thing where it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Do you got anything else? Yeah. I'm going to kill you. That's it. That's all. You know, um, and even the first time I saw that, even in the theater, I went, oh, <laughs> and I knew right away, like there was Bonds fans who were literally like, ugh, ugh, God damn it. No. <laughs> oh, why can't we get back to when he smacked bitches and fucking just borderline raped women? Wait for Spectre. Oh, <clears throat> <laughs> borderline raping bond will be back inspector yeah yeah don't worry dirtbags he makes an appearance coming back it's coming back yeah so like and and like silva is such a good bad guy yeah i like i love that the story about the two rats and he's literally telling the story we don't know if it's true but he tells the story and it's literally him just basically saying my grandmother is him and you and I are the last two rats. But I love it when he goes like, uh, well, we could eat each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It makes it seem like it's a bit more sexually twinged than it should <laughs> be, right? Uh, hmm? hey, you want to you wanna eat me? Because I don't mind eating you. You know, like that kind of thing and that whole thing. Like, this is so fucking great. And then, of course, he's just like, uh, huh. Oh, this dependence on mom. Like, I don't understand it. She's done nothing but lie to you. It's just like, nah, I don't know. And he's just like, well. Did you pass your test? Yeah. No. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Fail. Alcohol dependency. Fail. Pain kill. Fail. Yeah. Fail. Fail. Psychological eval. Anti-authority. Boozer. Pill popper. Fail. She sent you to. She sent you to to die. <laughs> like she sent you to me to for me to kill you. Like I. I don't know why you love her so <laughs> much because she obviously doesn't love you. <laughs> she did the same to me, bro. She fucked me hard, bro. 
Yeah, like holy it's shit. So good. And I love this dark mirror, you know, and they've done the dark mirror before yep. in Bond movies. Like Blofeld is the dark mirror. Okay. Yep. But forget about that, Blofeld. <clears throat> like this is a perfect dark mirror. Like I love it. I even love it where like later when she's talking about him, she's like, his real name is Diago Rodriguez. And he was one of my best agents. He was brilliant. You know, like so later, like earlier when Silva's like, I was better than you. <laughs> you know, she's kind of saying, like, he was brilliant. Like, he was an absolutely amazing agent. But he started doing missions on his own. He went rogue, and well, it was him and a couple of agents for us. So I, I said, fuck it. Yeah. Boom. See you later. You know, and even though he was going beyond and not doing what he should be, she's got a hint of regret because that yeah. choice oh, yeah. created Silva. So yeah. because of that, so now, and now because of that, the most recent deaths are on her shoulders. She already, she was already like, this is fucking my fault. But now she's like, oh no, it's a hundred percent my fault. There's no way that I can talk myself out of this one. It's a hundred percent my fault. <clears throat> and I think we're what, an hour and a half in? And at no point in time have I ever been like, Oof. boy, oh boy, oh boy. This movie is a roller coaster. It does not stop. It's just. It boom, is. Boom, and boom, boom, boom. Exactly in the same vein as uh, Fallout, where it's, it hits the ground running, then it calms down a bit, then it gets back up, and it just does this the entire time until yeah. it gets to this point, we, we holds talk. it. And yeah. then goes. We talked about that in Fallout. Like it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds right to the very end. And when yeah. it finally comes down, you're just like, oh, thank God. But at that same time, you're just like, <laughs> fuck, like I want to watch this again. Yeah. I want to watch this all over again. Right I watched now. Fallout and I was like, 10 out of 10, hands down, easily. Yeah. Movie of the yep. year. I watched Skyfall, 10 out of 10. Yeah, like, I don't exactly. even think about it. It's like the exactly. crack and I'm just like perfect. perfect. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like um oh fuck. Like I, I don't want to spend too much time just talking about the story, but it's hard because the story's so good. It's it's so, so good. great. It's but so I'm gonna great. Get to what this... I like what I like too is that it, it's very much bond, like crashing yes. and returning and like the rise of yes. bond. But this yes. is equally an M film. Like yes, yes, very much. It, it it's had a to be perfect swan song too. Like like exactly, so exactly. Although I didn't think that they were going to kill her until they got to Skyfall. At, um, I was like, oh, you know, like the retirement thing, you know, and and obviously like Gareth Mallory will be the new M. Like okay, that all that all tracks. It all makes sense. Yeah. Oh, but before I forget, before I go any further, uh, I know a lot of people kind of shit their pants about the bad guy getting intentionally captured true okay and they go like they look at the dark knight and they go like oh for a guy that didn't have plans he planned to get caught like that doesn't make any sense and i'm like yeah it does especially in this movie because i look at it like this guy planned everything yeah he planned everything up until like he planned M's death in the parliament building. So all of that is planned. 
He planned to get caught. He planned to have them take his laptop. He planned to have them be so cocky to plug the laptop into their mainframe. He planned all of that because he knew how they worked. Plus, he's a hacker. He's yeah. ridiculously smart, okay? Yeah. So smart. It's at the point where Bond doesn't die by his hand and shows up and saves M that now he's fucked. Now he's like, well, now I got to get a new plan. Yeah, that, that threw okay? him off completely. It threw him off completely. And then, like an idiot, he followed their breadcrumbs right to Skyfall. And... Thank God James Bond watched Home Alone because whew, that's <laughs> and I made that joke. I made that joke with Skyfall when yep. we were watching the Skyfall with Michelle. It's the first time I ever made that connection, but I was like, oh, this is so funny. He must yeah. have watched Home Alone. And Michelle was just like, are you? But it's, I mean, he did. Totally he had to. Him. I mean, you know, they probably watched it before they set everything up. Yeah. <laughs> I actually said, just imagine this sequence with that music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah so um oh man like just uh, everything about the story is amazing like uh that's really all i'm going to say about the story is it's absolutely amazing except i will say uh the the death of m was perfectly done perfect i never thought that they would have killed her off I never thought that they should have killed her off, but the way they did was perfect. And they got that bond goodbye with her and he's crying, which that, that entire no no for bond. The entire Skyfall sequence is what made this channel attack. Like right yes. up to that point, I yes. was I was loving it, but it might not have been perfect. That Skyfall yeah. sequence. And oh, Kincaid, man, I love that guy. When that, when I actually for a part of me, I was thinking. Em and Kincaid are going to hook up and they're going to live in Skyfall. Yeah. You know, but then as soon as she did this and there was blood, I was like, eh, she's dead. She's, eh, dead. she's fucking dead. I, and I love that James looked at Kincaid and he's just like, yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And, and like I said, so now we've got Bond who's, who's crying. He's shedding tears for her, even though they're both busting each other's chops and they're doing that banter thing, but they're saying goodbye. Oh, and. Yeah. You, I don't think you've ever seen Bond cry in a movie up until this point. Oh, he's saying Yeah, he's saying goodbye to his mother here, you know, like. Essentially, yeah, because they talk about how, you know, like, he was an orphan, you yeah. know, and this was like, he was 12 or 13 when his parents died, and then that's just kind of what happened. Yeah. And and that's it. So, um, so enough about the story. God damn the cinematography for this oh. movie. Oh. oh. Oh, it is gorgeous it is like again if all you're familiar with with sam mendes and i'm sorry that i'm taking up a lot of this but i will let you talk as much when it's when you're doing your pros and cons um if you watch american beauty you you're you're gonna go okay well he'll make a great movie but to get that level of cinematography like for the longest time on my phone as a wallpaper I had this shot, and it's it's got Skyfall at the bottom, and it's Skyfall the the front door, and it's Bond in a suit, mm -hmm. just strolling with his car keys, and I had that as my wallpaper for so long because I just thought it was such a visually like amazing shot, just a casual Bond. He's not fighting or anything. He's literally strolling to his car. It looked incredible, 
And we wouldn't have got that without Sam Mendes. Like, there's not a scene in this movie that is not beautiful in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's hauntingly beautiful, like when Skyfall is burning mm-hmm. and Raul is just stalking M now. Yep. And Bond is frantically trying to get to her at this point. And there's that orange overglow in the background. Like, it's just hauntingly beautiful. And then there's other scenes. Well, we mentioned the cow. The cow is gorgeous. Yeah. There's there's no part of Macau that's not gorgeous. I mean, even the fucking crumbled, ruined island was incredibly cinematic watching that movie. Like, oh, it, it, It's easily the most beautiful looking of all the Bond films. Yeah. Like. Easily. Oh, man. Uh, and that's just not just on Sam so Mendes. That's on the cinematographer, the editors, and everything, right? I mean, like. Yeah. That Everybody came, came together. That, yeah. Like, like, I don't know what happened with Spectre. I have. But well, we know, it, we know parts. Still, we know parts. It's still a good looking movie. I mean, it's not we a know, bad looking movie. Yeah. Well, we know enough about the, the troubleshooting. And we know enough about the studio execs, like the uh, script leaks and stuff like that, or the Sony hack, that all that. So we know quite a bit of why Spectre turned out the way that it did. Um, and I also have a few theories of my own. Uh, actually, I have one theory, particularly, aside from the studio interference and all of that, but predominantly why the studio interference was there. Okay, but we'll get to that when we talk okay. about Spectre. Yeah. But... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, okay, so the cinematography is amazing, but even like because uh, we mentioned The Dark Knight and Skyfall is 100% influenced by uh, The Dark Knight. Mendes has said, <laughs> this is his Dark Knight. Yeah. And I mean, even one of the, like towards the end of the movie, there's that scene where Bond's on a roof looking over Britain. That's a fucking Batman move. Oh yeah, <laughs> damn right it is. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, until I see No Time to Die, this unfortunately would have been the best way to end Craig's Bond run. Yes. He he ends it on one of the best Bond movies of all time. He ends it on his best, so far his best. It yeah. made over a billion, which was incredible. And it literally put all the toys back in its box. Yeah. You have your male M. You have Money Penny back. Mm-hmm. You've got Q. Yeah. You've got Bond. You know? Yep. Better than ever, better than he's ever been. And that's it. And then you could have gone off into the sunset and said, okay, now let's cast him again. He didn't. And that's fine because potentially no time to die could be amazing. And if they follow the format, you know, you've got Casino Royale. Yeah. I thought Arkansas, about that. Right. Then you've got, uh, Spe- you know, or Spectre, Skyfall. Skyfall. And you got Spectre. Spectre. Well, we'll Spectre lower, though, because. Yeah. Quite a solid. So my maybe, arm has to be completely out of the camera. Oh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So um, now I didn't forget, but I had to write it down for a reason. I might forget Prospector. Symmetry. 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 The movie officially starts when Bond plunges through the water. Yes. Okay. The movie officially ends with a fully formed bond when he plunges through the water and gets back out. We don't see him get out of the water in the beginning. We know he does. We don't see him get out. And we do see him. He's not James Bond. Right. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm saying before Skyfall, we had fully formed Bond, but he had to go through the ice. Yeah. And instead of not coming up or someone saving him, he gets out on his own. And that sequence is cool, too. Mm-hmm. Gets the flare gun to see where the hole is and then swims back up. That's incredible. And that's incredible symmetry. I never noticed that before until this viewing. And Spectre has something similar to. Nice. I never even caught on to that. I don't even, I, part of me actually thinks that it was intentional because, yeah. because it happened again in Spectre. <laughs> so I do feel like there's, there's some symmetry. It's a little bit different in Spectre, but there's still that symmetry. But regardless, I was just like, oh, that's just kind of a nice, neat little layer. So even if it wasn't intended, I do think it was. Even if it wasn't, it's still just a nice little wrinkle where I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, I like that. kind of nice. Because, like, he gets out of the ice, and what, what does he do? Kills Silva. Yeah. He saves him from dying by Silva's hand, or by her hand, essentially. Yeah. But then he gets to have that beautiful goodbye, you know? And then that's it. That's Bond. Bond is fully formed once again, better than he was than the beginning of the movie. And now you've got the toys back in the box where somebody else can go in and go, all right, let's do something different, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've, I've talked a lot. I'm going to let you go. Thank Buddy, you. I got nothing, man. We touched on every single one of my pros. I'm glad, I'm glad that we were able to do back and forth. I'm glad because I did like, feel like I was dominating a bit. So I'm sorry for that. No, it, it's fine. It's fine. You were hitting all those story beats. Like I, I just, the, the cast though, I mean, really every friggin' pro comes from every single cast member in this. Like Money Penny, it's great to have Money Penny back, but Naomi Harris blew me away in that role. Like she was. But so- also, the way that they introduced her, that by the end of the movie, when she yeah. says Money Penny, yeah. you're like, oh! Money Penny's back. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. And then have you know? come back. Like exactly. that woke me up. That was super cool too, but like, yeah. like oh, that was so cool. Uh, Tanner. Again, showing up again. Tanner was like, fantastic. You know, like um, Tanner is like that sweater that you just can't get rid of because yeah. it just it's so comfortable. Yeah. It warms you and you're like, I, I can't I can't wear this to a nice place. Actually, I don't want to shit on Tanner. I mean, he looks yeah. he's a nice looking. But like it's just that like, oh, all these other changes are happening, but this guy here, he's here. I'm okay. I'm all right. This sure. this where Bond's going now. As long as Tanner's here, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like I, I say go, that. If I go back to Casino Royale and Quantum Souls here, so like I have um, where where I uh, Casino Royale. I said still wasn't feeling confident that Jane, uh, Daniel Craig was a great Bond. Right? Yeah. Quantum Solace. I have um, the performance that Daniel gives helps me to greatly warm up to him as the new James Bond. Yeah, which is perfect. For Skyfall, Daniel Craig is James Bond. Yes, exactly. And, and I, I chose and my I, words carefully. It is his version. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. Like, you could tell he's just perfect. like, yes, okay. Yeah. So, All like, right. this, I was just like, fuck yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. So oh, good. yeah. Oh, so yeah. Cons, I, 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 had, um, I had no cons. I had literally no comments with this movie. Uh, not true, because you agreed with me about the shower, shower scene. I, I did agree with that. I never thought about it when I was making my notes. But no, but that is a con. It's a it very a con. small con. 
and it's but it's not enough to knock any of this down for me. No, I I, I agree. It's like uh, it's like Fallout. Uh... Never mind. I don't have a con for Fallout. <clears throat> <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. So, so yes, so that's, Skyfall Curse. Took, took a long one on that one. Yeah, well, right. I think Spectre is going to be a little quicker. <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to be just as long, but it's not going to be positive. Now we're looking at 2015. Nothing like ending Spectre. a show on a bad note. <laughs> Directed by Sam Mendes. Yeah. Yeah. Written by John Logan, Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, Daniel Craig, James Bond. Okay. All right. Yeah. Naomi Harris, Money Penny. Uh, ben Wishock, Q. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Rory Kinnear, Tanner. Ralph Mines M. Okay. 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 Christoph Waltz. Uh, Waltz is Hans Obermauser slash Ernst Stavros Blofeld. <sighs> Leah Sidhu is Madeline Swan, uh, Mr. White's daughter. Yeah. <sighs> That's another big sigh. <laughs> David Batista is Mr. Yeah. Hinks. Yeah. There is a small side, a small side. There's a side. Largely, largely great. You know, I'll tell you right now. Here's the thing: they make a big stink of showing his his, uh, his silver thumbnails, thumb. <laughs> and he uses that to kill the one dude to take his spot in the uh, inspector. Yeah. And then he never uses that move again for the rest of the movie. And in fact, in the train sequence. If you look, you got to look really carefully. He doesn't have the silver fucking blades no. on his thumbs anymore. No. He, he, he took That's off. That's the only thing I don't like about his character where it's like, well, what was the point? Oh, uh, that and I thought it was hilarious that they made him have an accent. He yeah. says one word you, in the whole movie. Yeah. And they give him an accent. Like, I, I, I literally wrote not a bad here. one. I wrote Dave Petita is awesome, but this was a pitiful role for him. He had more character development in the direct-to-video kickboxer movie. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's that's a burn and a half. That's a burn yeah. and a half. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, what else do we got? Uh, uh, oh, and uh, uh, Jesper Christensen as Mr. White again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is not a sigh for her. Uh, Monica Bellucci, who's Lucia Sciara. It's not a sigh for her. It's a sigh for her character. Mm -hmm. um, we've got Stephanie Sigmund as Estella, the Mexican agent helping bond in Mexico. Yeah. yeah it is. And Alessandro Cremona, who is Marco Schiara, the aforementioned guy that she wanted to kill, or Bond was hunting in uh, the beginning of Spectre. Budget is approximately 245 to 300 million. Good God. <laughs> Where the fuck did it go? <laughs> Reshoots. Jeez. Reshoots was a large chunk of this budget. And especially because like you look at... You need a $300 million budget. I do not it's understand. because of the reshoots. That's why. Wow. Because like you look at Skyfall and Skyfall's budget was, let's say, like it's that 150 to 2 million. Let's say it's 2 million. Let's just do 2 million. Okay. All right. And this is what we got for 200 million. I, I said 2 million. What I meant was 200 million. We got 200 million and we got 
Skyfall. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. The best Bond movie. So far, the best Craig, uh, Daniel Craig Bond movie. <clears throat> even if it was an extra $45 million, even if it was just the 245 and it wasn't the reshoot cost and the marketing and blah, blah, blah. This is what we got? Yeah. This movie. This is the movie that we got. So here goes. First of all, the story is very similar to two movies. Skyfall, because we have another dark mirror in Ernst Stavros Blofeld. But it's also a lot similar to another movie that came out in 2015, Rogue Nation, which dealt with a secret organization that nobody knew existed. Mm-hmm. Except for one guy. And Rogue Nation. And here's the thing. This is my favorite part about this movie. Is that like <clears throat> going into that year, you t- you say, hey, Chris, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation is coming out. Spectre's coming out. Before you even ask the question, I would go, Spectre's the better movie. I haven't seen either of these movies. But I'm going to tell you, Spectre's the better movie. Why? I wasn't familiar with Chris McQuarrie. Wasn't the hugest Mission Impossible fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, I flat out. And then the following year, 2016, was Jason Bourne, which they should have just called the Jason Bourne. Anyway. The Jason Bourne. <laughs> anyway, and again, I and I and I would have said, out of all of them, Jason Bourne's going to be the best. So. Shut the fuck up. Don't ask me the question, right? Well, that's wrong. Wrong. Horribly wrong. wrong. And Jason Bourne is by no means a good Jason Bourne movie. It's still better than this. And Rogue Nation annihilates both movies. Oh, yeah. Big time. Across all metrics, okay? Even cinematography. Even cinematography, which, you know, you could have said, well, you know, Sam Mendes will probably get a beat there. No, even there, it doesn't. Part of it is because the story is not that good. So when you get to scenes that are like beautiful, you're still just kind of like, Ugh. It's just like, it's the same director, the same writers. You're introducing fucking Christoph Waltz. This should have been better than Skyfall, if anything. Not only that, the introduction of Christoph Waltz should have been from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Blofeld. Yeah. But I, but not, I mean, not- like... Okay. Not, none of this, this hands over and insisting. Yeah, yeah. Like they were literally like, it's not Blofeld. Shut the fuck up about yeah. Blofeld. It's a new movie with Obermauser. Okay. So just, just give it a rest. And then, yeah. so by the time you get to the part where he goes, Ernst Stavros Blofeld, you're just like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You feel like okay. Bond trapped in there. You feel like Bond strapped in going like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just here to kill you. That's it. So, okay. Um, so that's part of the problem. It's too similar to two of those movies. Now, with Rogue Nation, I think Rogue Nation came out first and then Bond came out later. Or no, I think it was flipped. But either way, that's one of those like happenstance. Okay, fine. Story similar. Uh I mean, I don't even... Well, okay, we'll begin with the Mexico sequence because that was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. I loved the uh, single-shot 
work of that camera. It was great. Mm-hmm. I loved that it came in, came back, and you got to see Bond in that awesome skeleton tux, you know? And then they, the whole sequence is awesome. See, I disagree. Okay. I thought, I thought visually it looked cool. I felt like it, it took an eternity to get through it. It felt way too long. Okay. Okay. So I, this is where we're going to disagree only because like, like there's a lot that I don't like. Yeah. And a lot of it is long dragged out, boring sequences. I'm not bored by that opening sequence. I, uh, following bond from street level all the way up uh, to the top floor of a hotel room and one shot bored the fuck out of me straight up. Every single time you watched it. Oh, okay. I, I, I right off the bat, I'm like, this is a boring opening for a bomb movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So. Oh well, I mean, okay. No, it for does me, make no. me want to go to Mexico City for Day of the Dead because that looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, apparently Day of the Dead wasn't like that until that movie, <laughs> <laughs> or at least it wasn't to that extent. But uh, but anyway, regardless, uh, I, I thought the opening sequence was awesome. Okay, but anyway, it did right. lead into. One of the shittiest Bond songs ever. <laughs> it's Sam Smith. I, was, I don't even. I, 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 I fast forward through it. It was like halfway through. I was like, I can't do it. The only time I've ever watched it was in the theater. Yeah. That's it. Because I had to. That's the only fucking time. That's the only fucking time I had. I, I did it because I had to. Okay. Um, I do like how it does open with the ring. So he sees the ring. He grabs it. And okay, all right, that's leading him onto the path. I love that he was led on the path by M. Yeah, you know, I thought that was awesome. I thought it was kind of funny that like, like by the end of Skyfall, get uh, Mallory and Bond are like buddy buddy, and then at the beginning of this movie, he's just like, "What the fuck were you doing? Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> oh, and another thing that's a uh, very similar in plot is that. So they're dealing with the nine eyes, which yep. is essentially going to get rid of MI6. But they talked about that in Skyfall. They were saying, we don't need MI6. But by the end of Skyfall, they go, no, no, no we need MI. We need the double O branch of MI6. We need that. So keep doing what you're doing. In fact, you have Mallory. Mallory's your new M. And then at the beginning of this movie, it's the same thing. So you have Dark Mirror. You've got, <laughs> you know, uh, well, first Dark Mirror, then you've got this subplot where the double O program is no more. Yep. It's not needed anymore. So again, you're just like, uh, okay, all right. You know, and uh, oh, where are we? Oh, cast, the cast is great. It's just too bad the movie wasted. The cast is great. The, the cast is great. And I will say that seeing Money Penny and Tanner and Q, working like together, the them. and and uh, and uh, M as well, all and eventually, to eventually M as well, yeah. Like once they all realize exactly what's happening and the stakes of it, I love that they all just kind of get together and say, "Fuck it, let's take them all down." Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Um, do I have it really? I don't have a lot any real anymore. Pros. My I are... actually, hold on. I'll tell you this. So I like the movie right up until 
they go to the American. Okay. Yeah. The second that they get to the American, I'm like, oh, fuck. I, I perk up with the, the fight scene on the train because that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. And then I kind of shut down until they get back to Britain. Yeah. Okay. Um, so literally almost the entire desert sequence I would remove. And I, it's, I, I don't know what I would replace it with, but something a little bit cooler than how they introduced Blofeld. Uh, actually, if they would have built more on that sequence in the, uh, the meeting where like he just knows Bond's there and he goes, he just kind of looks and he's in the shadows. I was like, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, okay, so they're trying to figure out if he's Hans or if Hans really died or whatever. Uh, that part I was like, well, whatever, because you knew yeah. it was Blofeld. Yeah. Um, like I even the this shot in like the winter scene in the I think it's in the Alps or whatever. That's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeously shot. I start to lose it a bit when uh, there's the plane sequence. That chase sequence, I was like, uh, I don't really. It seemed like it was there just to have a chase sequence with it, planes. You know what? It seemed like it was straight out of the Pierce Brosnan movies again. Yeah, like it just seemed like it was there for nothing other than just to have it like a spectacle for the sake of being a spectacle. Yep. Instead of building to that spectacle, then you go, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I absolutely, I've never liked this bullshit love story with bond and swan i've never liked man has there ever been a relationship that felt more forced in a bond movie it, i mean it just it's so and it's oh. awkward it's awkward yeah i'll take care of your daughter i'll go fuck her <laughs> it's you know what not even that part that part you know what fine okay he's like yeah i'll make sure i'll protect you blah blah, blah. okay yeah. fine it's the fact that they literally make a point of her saying, I will never be with you. Yeah. You're an assassin, just like my father. I left him for the same reason. I think she actually says, I will never love you. Yeah. Okay, fine. Great. But don't literally have that scene happen. And then two seconds later, have the train fight scene. Oh, no, two seconds later, even before the fight scene. They're having a date. Yeah. She's all dressed up. She's all dressed up. They're having a good time. They're laughing. They're smiling. I mean, I know the scene is supposed to remind you of Casino Royale's uh, skewered scene. Mm. I know that. Or not even after the casino when they, they went. Okay. And they're celebrating. I know it's supposed to bring those feelings. But immediately I was like, this makes no sense. Like, so he found out a couple of things about how Mr. White wasn't as bad a guy as she thought he was, and they were looking for something. But all of a sudden, now she's in love with Bond. What? Yeah. What? You know, and even before the fight scene, they were going to bang. That was it. But then the fight scene happens, and then, uh, you know, she helps him. The fight scene's awesome. It's like literally the only thing in that entire sequence that I'm like, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then. And then they're kissing immediately, and I'm just like, and he they're full fucking, on, like in love. He got annihilated in that fight. He's not just like picking up a woman and walking away. Like he is sore as fuck. I don't care how much you want to have sex at this moment. 
You, you were can going adrenaline rush all you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're not moving the way you should be. Yeah. I mean, that scene was great because, like, if it wasn't for her help, they made it look like Bond's getting killed here. Oh, yeah. Bond is dying. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and then at that point, then we fucking drag our ass to the desert, to the middle of the desert now, where we get to the sequence where we figure out that Blofeld and C are working together, which wasn't blatantly obvious at all to anybody. <laughs> it would have been more refreshing if they didn't cast the guy who played one of the best versions of Moriarty ever as a good guy. That would have made, I would have been like, whoa, that's surprising. You got me there. Instead of me going like, well, he's clearly the bad guy. He's, and he's bad clearly guy. working with Blofeld because, I mean, I know Blofeld's not in the movie, but he's clearly in the movie, right? So then it's like, okay, fine. The reveal, oh yeah, Blofeld's working together and then Swan sees Bond give her dad the gun that he kills himself with. And even then he's like, don't look, don't look. And it's like, well, what difference does it make? Okay. So then now she's not sure how she feels about him, which makes sense, I guess. I guess. I mean, okay, fine. I guess whatever. They get back to Britain. Oh, I forgot to mention. I hated how in every movie up until this one, Bond's banged up. He's got scars. He's got cuts or whatever. He got that fight through with Mr. Hanks. Not a scratch on him. Not a scratch. They get into that death trap with the fucking drills. Yeah, that's going to erase his memory, yet nothing happens to his memory, even though he got poked three times. Nothing happens at all to his memory. Okay. He gets out with her help with the exploding watch. I like the idea of the exploding watch. I thought that was cool. That was cool. Yep. You know, um, I liked that the explosion at least gave Blofeld his scars, which he typically had. I liked that it was because of Bond. Uh, I even liked the backstory where he's essentially just pissed off because he fucking stole my dad from me. <laughs> Showed up for two summers. My dad's teaching me how to hunt and ski. Like, I'm supposed to act like you're my brother? Fuck you, cuckoo. Even though I hated that he was like, cuckoo, cuckoo. I was like, ah, this is the guy that's sipping milk while Jews are underneath the floor and he knows it? No, sorry. Sorry, this is not the same guy. This is the fucking mercenary dentist? No, this isn't the same guy. This is someone else. This is ridiculous. Okay, all right. They get out, and he's like Call of Duty-style ripping apart an entire cadre of people. Not one shot hits him. Like, when did Bond become Rambo? I'm not, I don't want him to be shot to shit and have, like, bullet holes all through him. But okay, so now I'm starting to see the studio. I'm starting to see the studio saying, no, 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 no. We want more of this. We want classic Bond death trap, okay? We want more classic Bond gadgets, okay? We want Bond to always look cool, okay? We want Bond to fucking force himself on a woman whose husband had just been killed. She had 
just survived an assassination attempt on her life. She's in tears. And Bond is like, shush, 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 kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, it's okay. Taking her clothes off. She's fucking crying. And he's like forcing himself on her. Now, sure, after they're done, she's all in this totally separate outfit. So they had sex. She put on a sexy nightgown. She's all happy, like, oh, hey, oh, you're going to get your buddy Felix to save me? Okay, great, cool. What? The worst scene in Skyfall, and you double down on it times 10. Are Bond fans really this? Mis- oh, they probably are. This misogynistic oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that they're like, you know, if Bond doesn't borderline rape a girl, it's not a Bond movie. And I mean, by borderline, I mean basically rape her. I mean, we just won't use that terminology. Yeah. Oh. Like, and the Italian Italy sequence is gorgeously shot too. And there's that haunting music with the car chasing. That's awesome. The desert part is like, it starts to crumble in on for me. And I'm just like, I don't care how beautiful. Although I, I didn't think the desert scenes were that beautiful now that I think about it. You know, and then uh, we get to the, to the end where, you know, old MI6 is set to blow up. Yep. Stavros has decided he's going to hide her body in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Play a little game. And Bond has got to get out. Now, the, the part where Bond has got the fucking cover of the hood over his face and he gets out, shoots them, busts out. I was like, that's awesome. That's Bond. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, you know, and I also like how they have Bond wearing the suit for the most part. But then at the end sequences, like in the last Skyfall movie, it's a totally different suit. It's like he's going to war suit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <clears throat> you know, and then they have that whole sequence. They should have made the timer longer. When they said it was five minutes, I immediately was like, or no, three. Three, three minutes. Search I think it was building. three. <laughs> search an entire building. Yeah. Right? And he finds and her. And then he, luckily, luckily he finds her. Now, they made up for it by jumping off the, the thing into the net. That's fine. That's all good. But the whole time I was like, whew, this should take longer than less than three minutes. But okay, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they ended off with this standoff scene where he looks at M, looks at her, and they walk away. And this is supposed to be his last movie. So this was the end note that we were supposed to go, okay, bring in the new guy. Yeah. And I'm not having it at all. Oh, and the symmetry for this one? Yeah, symmetry. Movie starts with, with Bond in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Movie ends with Blofeld in a helicopter. The dark mirror inversed. But just like everything about this movie and how it's essentially Skyfall, Everything is lazier this time around. I don't feel like this is a concentrate. I do feel 100% that originally they were going in it like, fuck yeah. We're a billion dollars. A billion dollars, okay? Like $800 million of profit. Okay? Uh, So if the budget is $2 million, Mm -hmm. $200 million, Mm -hmm. so you get... 200 million. So now you're free. So now it's like 600 million of profit. Yeah. Like, 
Wow. Okay. That's bonkers. That's amazing. And then you get to this and you're just like, like there are some sequences where I'm like, this is absolutely gorgeous. Does it need to be this long? (laughs) (laughs) This movie felt the longest out of all of them. Oh my God. I actually wrote the length is way too long. It drags. It's boring. It's easily the worst Bond movie in the Daniel Craig run. And shocking that it's from the same fucking team that made the best one in the Daniel Craig run. And is it like, like there's like two or three minutes of difference of runtime? Like this one is, I think, like maybe two minutes longer, or it might yeah. even be two minutes less. Yeah, it's around the same. It's around the same. It's in and around the same mark, but I, I the Royale's the around the same. Like the only one way different is Quantum. Yeah, exactly. But like, even in the theater, the first time I watched this, I remember when they got to the American and then I, and well, first I remember her saying, I would never fall in love with you. And I was like, oh, and I should have known right away. That was going to be the beginning. Yeah. Because the movie, okay, so Skyfall does this and then builds up and then this and then this so that every time it valleys, it's still higher than the last valley. So exactly. it's a constant yeah. progression. Right, fallout. Same thing. Starts here, goes here. Starts here, goes. You know, so the valleys are always higher than the last valley. This one, it starts off here, goes here, goes up a little bit, and then it starts to do this. Yeah. And then it just kind of limps into the finish line, where I, I I've seen this enough times now where. I don't know, like, I, I largely like the end sequence, aside from the actual ending of the movie. Um, which, even if they fleshed out the love story a little bit longer, like, had her maybe at the beginning of the movie, and he met her, and they fall in love, and then he finds out that that's Mr. Or Mr. White's daughter, mm-hmm. then we can, I can buy everything after that a little bit easier. But even then, I get to that movie, and I'm like, that's how you end the franchise for Daniel Craig? So I'm glad he's got this movie. I really am glad. And I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that this is going to be better. Better because, because he's never once shit-talked the production of this movie. And this movie went through reshoots, too. No Time to Die went through a few reshoots. Well, yeah, Not as extensive. Well, I Not as extensive. The whole thing and dropped out, like, far into the the production of yeah. it, pre-production. Yeah. So but like it's fucking baffling that you had the same literally the exact same group of people yeah that did Skyfall and cleared six hundred million do this movie and you're like what the fuck and I guarantee you the studio sat there and said okay guys we want you to do this. Do what you did with Skyfall. We want you to make it more like Roger Moore's Bond. Yeah. Roger Moore's Bond is where we want you to be. So that's why you had the crazy death machine with the drills that he was in. Mm-hmm. And that's why you had Blofeld. Um, <clears throat> you know, and that's even why you had more of a little bit more of a campy humor in it. Yeah. Um, and you know what, like that Bond style of humor works, but 
in Craig's version of this character, you spent all this time either getting rid of those tropes or inverting them or updating them where they didn't feel like past Bond movies. They felt like they were like an homage to them, but not a complete ripoff. Whereas in this movie, you know, it's, it feels like two different people going like, yeah, but we're here and we made a billion. And then they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. We could make 2 billion if we did this. And then they were like, yeah, but I don't, Eh, fuck it we own a character so you're gonna do whatever we want you know and it's no wonder he was like i want to slash my fucking wrists i'm done with this character yeah now you see a different version of daniel craig he's like like this i feel like he's like i'm I'm happy to go out on this so i'm a little bit more hopeful luckily for them the bar is set so astronomically low (laughs) because of specter i mean specter made the least amount of money yeah no no Quantum of Solace, that's right. That one made the least amount. Yeah, yeah. Spectre, I think, was still around 800. Uh, hold on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because if we say 230 million, yeah. then Quantum of Solace at 590. But we're talking 800 barely. million on, on a budget that was 100 million more. Yeah. So. Whereas, yeah, so you got... Uh, where's Where's my... Oh, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, there it is, three hundred million, eight hundred and eighty point seven million. So yeah, yeah. So they're they made about the same. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically, like Spectre made more money, but oh no, it cost way more. Spectre made less when you think about it. Yeah, well, yeah, it had to. Skyfall was made for a hundred less, and it made two hundred more, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I and I think the only reason why it did so well is because it was coming off of Skyfall. Hundred percent. This was coming. Hundred percent. This was coming off. Like that's what's amazing with Skyfall: how much it made coming off of Quantum. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But so. like, when I saw the trailers for Quantum of Solace, I was like. Yeah, but mm-hmm. after Quantum Solace, I was like, ah, I I don't know, I don't know. But then when I saw those trailers for Skyfall, I was like, ooh, this looks pretty fucking sweet. Yes. And most of the trailers they showed us was only from the opening sequence. They didn't yeah. show too much of after he falls off the bridge. In fact, they showed him falling off the bridge. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was just like, whoa, this is this is a different ball game here. This is totally different. And then the trailers for Spectre, I was like, okay, all right. But I wasn't like, whoa, whoa, you know? <clears throat> so I I have, I hope that this is going to be, I hope this is just as, at, at the very least, just as good as Casino Royale, just as good as Quantum of Solace. I if hope. it's just I as hope. good as Skyfall, fucking rights. Like, fucking rights. I, I hope, but... Uh. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's going to be hard to touch that because it, it is. Such, it was such a like so much of what I love about that movie is the relationship between James and Eminem. Like, yeah, no, that that's really, totally fair. Really connect to that in that movie. Yeah, and that is why I felt like like Judy Dench's absence is greatly felt in Spectre. Yeah, greatly felt. So it'll be interesting yep. to see this one if it could come close mm-hmm. to Skyfall. Without the one factor that I love most about Skyfall, 
Um, yeah. Um, okay. Like I understand that thought process, but I yeah. just mean like just that that sense where like like even like Fallout, where you're just like, oh, you yeah. end the movie and you're like, oh man, I want to watch that movie again because that's how I felt with Skyfall. That's how I felt with Casino Royale. I was done Casino Royale and I was like, I want to watch that movie right now. Yeah. I wasn't like that with Casino uh, Quantum of Solace, and I'm definitely 100 not like that with Spectre. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when the next time I'll rewatch Spectre is going to be. To be honest, yeah. I mean, honestly, if the next one comes out and it also sucks, then I'll probably just watch Casino to Skyfall for now and on and ignore the last two movies in the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm going to be at that point too. Uh, I will just look at it as Skyfall is the ending. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done shitting all over Spectre. Well to- deserved, though. It's well deserved shitting on. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, Honestly, so like I, don't, I, said, I don't think I, I don't think I'm ever going to watch Spectre again after. after. I, I I don't see it either. Uh, but like I said, my my rankings: Skyfall, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. Uh, further, further, further below. Spectre. Like we'll put yeah. some of the the campiest, the campiest Roger Moore movies. Yeah. See, That's I, I don't mind Roger Moore movies because I grew up on those. My dad loved Roger Moore, but, but those are a problem um, at the time. I don't want to see that in modern film. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll give them credit. Like, with Pierce Brosnan, they were bringing him into the modern age, and they had M with him, a, a female M, and they had some more female characters and stuff like that. But if you look at it, like in Goldeneye, he's not, the character himself isn't really changed. No, no, no. He's still a sexist prick. Yeah. You know, like he's still like, I want to say like almost all the worst traits of Bond that is glorified. He's still that guy. It's just now he's navigating in this world that no longer looks at him like, oh, well, we got to do everything he says because he's a man, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, And the only thing that was really interesting, uh, without shitting on Goldeneye, because I thought Goldeneye was awesome, was now you had this douchebag, you know, like misogynistic guy now having to deal with a woman who's his superior, right? Yep. And I will say, though, it's amazing that they kept her for the reboot. Isn't it? it, it yeah. like And then crap, but created this, like, mother-son relationship. Yeah. Which you couldn't have done with Brosnan. No, God, no. At all, at all. Um, although even like Brosnan, you know, uh, Moore and Brosnan, their movies did the same thing. They started off pretty and serious and then went off to the crazy and absurd. Yeah, lasers from space, being in space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Moonraker. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so, so anyways, yeah, that's that's the bond rundown. For now, we'll we'll yeah. get to no time to die shortly. I yeah. can't wait. October can't wait. Great for movies. And the best part is I get to see Venom 2, and then I get to go see Bond. You get to see Bond. Great. Although I think with Venom 2, I might do like Saturday matinee. That's not a bad idea. Or a Sunday matinee. Also not a bad idea. I love you let me know what you're you know, like, you let me know what your schedule is like. At my age, I love matinees. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm still a bit of a night owl, so it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so, speaking of October movies. Without further ado, here are my proposed picks for you. Strangely right. enough, they're both from the year 2015. Okay. The first movie okay. is called The Hollow, or The Hallow. That's what it's called. The Hallows? Yeah, no, The Hallow. The Hallow. Yeah, it is an Irish independent flick. You've seen it, haven't you? It's amazing. With, with fairies? Yeah. But they're a horrifying... They're horrifying fairies? I had a feeling you've seen it, because that's the one where I'm saying, like, that's totally into your wheelhouse. So, yeah, okay. All right. Too. Okay, so The Hollow. Um, well, okay, so I'll come up with a different one, and I'll, all right. I'll, uh, I'll let you know. It's TV determined. Uh, but here's here's the second I would one. I'd love to watch that. I should have just told you I hadn't seen it because I, I want to. Yeah, read you it. you I knew right away as soon as I said like the Hallow, and you're like Hallows or the, the Hallow, and then as soon as I corrected you and I went Irish Independent, you're like, okay, this one, it's called Tag. Tag. Yeah, and it's is, a. Is this the Japanese one? Fuck you, man! I, I haven't seen it. it. I have Okay, but it. yes, it is the Japanese sci-fi. I horror wanted film. to watch it, but I have not seen it. I, I I didn't watch it, but the premise alone, I was like, fuck man, you gotta see this one. All right. Nice. I got one. I got one. Wow. Got that one. was that was the one where I was like, you might have seen it, but I might have gotten here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, for you. Yep. I vote Phantasm. <laughs> that's funny that's actually on my list of movies to watch have you seen this no all no, right i haven't so this, I haven't. this is one of them right here okay phantasm the first one masterpiece yeah and, that's literally on my list of movies and and secondly <clears throat> from south korea i saw the devil i think i've actually seen that have you seen this one because I, I, have. I, I was between two two South Korean movies. What's the premise of this first before you grab the other one? Okay. So th this one is, uh, it's like a serial killer movie. Yeah. Guy is chasing the serial killer. Um, I don't know how to break it down. He's just, he's, a, he's obsessed with the revenge. He wants to get this killer. And it turns out this killer isn't just some normal killer. Okay. Then no, I have not seen this. You haven't seen that one? No. Okay. All right. So that is it. I saw What's the, the other one. I saw the devil of phantasm. The whale. I'm curious. What's the other one? The whaling. The whaling. Yep. The whaling is somewhere. Oh, wait. I think that one's on my list. You might. That one's on my list. That one, and that one is also a fucking masterpiece. Okay. So if you feel like you've seen, I saw the devil, I choose the whaling. Okay, no, no, no. I I haven't seen I saw the devil, okay. but I think I've come across that in various movie lists. Yeah. Oh, good thing you have physical copies of them because I'm going to have to borrow them from it you. Is so good. All right, so, so Phantasm, which is good because that's already on my list, and I saw the devil must be on my list because I was familiar with that. I was like, okay, all right. Um, so tag for you, and I will. Try to come up with something. You're such a hard one for this, though. Although, funny story, I haven't watched Hollow all the way through. How good is it? Oh, fuck. It's so good, man. 
The ending is intense. Yeah, that's what I thought. See, here's the reason why I started watching it. But I've been on a kick lately with uh, this YouTuber called Mr. Ballin. Okay. And he does these long story form versions of like missing person stories, supernatural stories, you know, things like that. And uh, I got on so much of a kick that I started to get like have trouble sleeping. <laughs> really? Yeah. Normally I'm usually pretty good, but uh, like some of them were, you know, it's like ghosts in the house. Yeah. Those ones I can't watch before I go to sleep. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's part of it, right? Yeah. As always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we really appreciate you joining us, yeah. supporting us. Uh, what is it the other, the other YouTuber say? Subscribing and liking, all yeah. that other stuff. You tap guys know the bell. drill. Tap our bells. You guys, yeah, the alerts. It, you guys know the drill. Yeah, Look, you know it. You know we it. love you guys. We love the support. Um, we really hope you enjoy this monumental bond. I'm not sure how Ken's going to cut it, but I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, so as always, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on geekpantsmedia.com. You can find us on Google and Apple podcasts, and you can also find us on SoundCloud. Okay. We're almost everywhere. And yet nowhere at the same time. It's a very interesting juxtaposition. I love it. Kenneth loves it. You love it. Fantastic. And uh, that is about it, ladies and gentlemen. That is it. Thank you. That's a wrap. That is a wrap. Too bad we didn't have a way to do the the whole gun barrel thing. That's the other thing. You know when they finally do the gun barrel thing in Spectre? Immediately, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, ah. It's so bad. It's like they they end Skyfall with the gun barrel. And I was like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. The way they did it, I thought, that's awesome. But they opened with the classic gun barrel. And I was like, "Mm. oh, Spectre. Anyway, that's it. That's it. We're done.